All right. So yeah, I'll do the countdown and then we'll clap. So yeah, but uh, three tonight's episode of uh, tonight's episode of Too Many Movies is brought to you by a cabin in the woods. It's our cabin. It's our property. Leave us alone. <laughs> Why do you have to dox us like that? Saying we're recording this in a cabin. Oh, don't worry. We're on a different planet. Don't ever find us. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for us. Anyway, uh, so yeah, three, two, one. All right, cool. All right, so uh, I was thinking the way we would do this is um, uh, we would do obviously the intro, then uh, I'll introduce you, then uh, uh, basically we'll do Interstellar and then Buzz Lightyear. Does that sound good? I mean, yeah, sure, but you know, you could have just started off with saying, Hello everyone, welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we talk about DVDs, Blu-rays, and the occasional VHS tape. I'm your guest Mordo, and Hal just did not do the intro for some reason. No, he just because... said, Oh hey, here's the rundown. <laughs> well we do the rundown after we do the clap sync. Sorry, have I uh, I, I don't do the clap sync as like the last thing before the intro anymore. Like I do the clap sync when we start the recording, just to like get it over with. All right, you want to try this again? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I'll okay. I'll do the I'll do the real intro and then we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to. I I just like to just go over the stuff beforehand. What is this? What is this intro anymore? <laughs> what is the show anymore? That's a good point. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll I'll do the intro. We'll go from there. Sorry about that. No, you're, you're all fine. Set, is, I think I think this is just my bit. My my opening bit. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll include all this. Maybe I won't. <laughs> well, you kind of. Well, I mean, sometimes you just normally add like oh, before the episode starts, or just have this dumb audio session. Yeah, I do. I, I do like having a cold open from time to time, just to see, like, eh, you know, just to show that, like, you know, we're all friends. We're we're all good buddies. You know, I don't. I don't include the abusive stuff though, where I like hit you upside the head. But you know, I don't. I don't think Whoa, many what? people want to listen to that. <laughs> Oh, see, it's working. I I'm uncancelable. <laughs> I'll remember this part. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I hit you pretty good then. <laughs> Guys, I have a condition. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and with me here today, you know him, you love him, the only person crazy enough to watch Faust more than once other than me, it's Mordo. Hey, Mordo, you're back. Yeah, I am back, but um, I don't think I'm a little too happy with you right now. No. <laughs> I'm sure well, y'all. I'm sure if y'all seen our letterbox reviews, I'm pretty sure y'all know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mordo, you're back today. Uh, I thought we. You would know what start, that means? Yeah, I thought we would start the year off with uh, another Nolan movie. Um, because you know it's the fir- it's well it's not the first of the year. This is the first episode of the new year, 2024. Um, <laughs> yeah, new year, new us, new podcast episode. Um, same bitch, same bitch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta get that image of Andrew Tate with the mouseclees from Fortnite. <laughs> oh, that's that image explains the podcast perfectly. I agree. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um, 
so yeah, we I wanted to start things off the new year with uh, a couple of space movies. The reason being is because if for listeners remember last year's first episode being uh, with our good friend Chris, Space Chris 7, a.k.a. the Shafe of Shafrillus, um, and we talked about a couple of space movies then. So I thought, as a yearly tradition, I want the first episode of the new year to be on a couple of space movies. And Mordo, seeing as you and I have our own tradition of Nolan movies going on, we had a Nolan space movie to talk about. This was perfect. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I totally respect the idea of this being a tradition. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. So, unless there's anything else we have to say before we get into the movie. I don't know. Is there? Uh, May or may not expect a sibling rivalry in this episode, folks. <laughs> I think we're going to get some in some heated territory in this story arc. Man, you're you're hyping us up like uh like we're a couple of wrestlers going at each other. Which which one of us is the villain wrestler and which one of us is the hero wrestler? I think maybe more is like third ad break up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third act breakup of the Nolan anthology. <laughs> you lied to me. I thought we were friends. <laughs> How can you not agree with me on, on something? <laughs> Third act breakup of Nolan movies. Oh, that's of good. The Nolan anthology, baby. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It just is. Oh. Well, I'm glad I made you laugh. That's good. Yeah. Good. Good. Good to know. Where, where there's no heated. There's no heated tension within us. It's no, just... of course not. Well, I, I guess we should probably explain to the listeners who have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. We're talking about the Nolan movie Interstellar today. I mean, it's the only Nolan space movie we could have talked about. But basically, we watched Interstellar. It's th- This is an interesting movie, though, when it comes to Nolan movies. Because um, it, it it's like his most popular film on Letterboxd. Um, you know, because for a while, his most popular film on Letterboxd was The Dark Knight. Makes sense. Batman. Batman's insanely oh, yeah. popular. And it's the it's the Dark Knight, one of the most famous movies ever made. Then for a oh, while, yeah, come on, it was, dude. yeah, then for a while it was Inception, which, okay, heady Nolan, like, weird Nolan movie with, like, a heady concept. You know, I, I would feel Inception's, like, one of the most famous examples of that, sure. Dude, I cannot wait to talk about Inception. Me too, me too. But now Interstellar is at the top. Um... And I just think that's weird, not because of my thoughts on it, because of my opinions on it, but I don't know. Just, I don't know. Interstellar did doesn't seem like like top tier like Nolan film, like at the top. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Like The Dark Knight and Inception make more sense to me as being Nolan's more popular films on Letterboxd. You, you get what I, I'm saying? Okay, yeah, that I do understand. I do know. Like, I feel like if like I've seen like people, I if if anything. The only thing I know about this movie is the one clip people kept like using of um what's his name? Cooper is going, No, no, and he's like uh banging his hand on the wall. Like yeah. a meme. Yeah. It's <laughs> the yeah, only yeah. thing I know about it. Yeah. Which we'll so, get to that later on. Yeah, I guess we will. Um but yeah, so we watched Interstellar. Uh I'm glad we did. Cause this was definitely a film I needed to rewatch. Cause I had seen it like once before years ago, maybe like 2020 when like i had nothing but time on my hands and i'm like well i might as well watch interstellar i mean come on um and i do remember really liking it but i watched it again 
Uh, what the fuck happened this time? <laughs> so, yeah, for, I get this is a lot of setup. Basically, I didn't like the movie as much upon my second rewatch. Um, it really did not connect with me. That that that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest takeaway I definitely got from watching this again is that I definitely did not connect with it more on the second rewatch. I was like, ugh, this this. I, I just wasn't feeling it this time, but I don't think it's a bad movie. Let me let me make that clear. Let me because I know people are gonna be like because I've seen people in my comment section on Letterbox being like, oh, two and a half stars, blah blah blah, as if it's like okay, I didn't give it a half star, guys. Like, I think it's a fine movie. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's amazing. Is the thing? Um, didn't, hold on. I feel like I feel like like we did this sort of thing at you when you reviewed like minus one, maybe, and, and then everyone no like I remember like you gave like three and a half stars and like all our friends were like three and a half with like a certain like <laughs> with a sad em- yeah. emocon. Yeah, even though I really like minus one, <laughs> but that's just I mean, that just oh, shows yeah, that's you fair. no that's that just good. shows you like how people just take ratings way too seriously, how they're just like, you gave this not five stars. What's up with that? It's just like seven out of 10. Oh, that means he hates it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude gave it a nine out of 10. What, what do you fucking hate about this movie? It's just like, Jesus guys. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I don't often say that. Actually, I do say this a lot. Actually touch grass for the love of God. <laughs> well, I can't it's snowing outside. Oh it's yeah. Cold. Oh, well. <laughs> this makes sense because this thing has a winter planet. Yeah. Oh shit, spoilers. Oh, that's right. There's a winter planet in Interstellar. So But you know what you know what Mordo? I've been talking a lot. Please take the stage. What did you think of Interstellar? <clears throat> Dearest Hal, it has come to my attention that you and I did not seem eye to eye on this movie. <laughs> Therefore, I can no longer feel like I can form a bond with you, so I'm here to tell you that you stink. You are a senile bucktooth. Oh fuck! I forgot the rest of that letter Homer sent to Mr. Burns, and you smell like an elephant's butt. <laughs> fuck you, love Mordo. <laughs> it seems Mordo did not go gentle into that good night. Oh my god, that's a quote from the movie. Yeah. Well, so that's actually a very famous poem. Uh, I forget who wrote it originally, but like yeah, that that is one of the most famous like uh aspects of the movie is Michael Caine narrating that like very famous poem of like do not go gentle into that good night or so- something like that. Um so let me let me just say that like, you know, I like the movie on a technical level. Like I think the cinematography technical is foul. great technical foul i like it on a technical foul i think the cinematography is great i think the music is great i think the acting is very very good um you know uh, i, I you assume know those are things you like in too of peter let's throw that clip in of peter uh y- y'all know the one where he's like 3d y- y'all yeah. know who, if y'all know who's the lead role in this uh matthew mcconaughey is terrible <laughs> <laughs> i'll even say i think matthew mcconaughey is actually very good in the movie i think no yeah no yeah he's good I just as an to, actor he's very every, good no yeah. every time i just think of matthew mcconaughey my brain just goes back to that clip of peter just going matthew mcconaughey is terrible <laughs> it's a good clip <laughs> it is yeah so i i i assume like you know the cinematography the acting the music like all of that stuff 
you like you like in the movie as well, right? Am I correct in assuming that? Oh no, yeah, I, I think this thing had some pretty good visuals, and I kind of yeah. did like I dig the soundtrack a bit. Yeah, Hans Zimmer, a notable Nolan uh, collaborator. So that is true. Yeah, no, probably was... would have been better if it was the other guy, but still. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're they're both good. Oh yeah, Hans Zimmer, so, Ludwig, Ludwig Göransson. Yeah, Ludwig. Yes. Yeah, I'm Ludwig. sorry. I feel like I should have known that. No, Hans it's... Zimmer is just a more easier name just to recognize. Yes, yeah, but you know Hans Ludwig, both German names. So true. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I I how how does this movie rank among the other Nolan movies that we've that we've talked about on the podcast? Whether or not we've actually seen them all, like how do they rank among the movies that we've seen in the podcast for you personally? You know, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I had the same vibe I got with this as like this is the complete opposite of Tenet to me. Mm. like for real like i think like in a way like when i was first watching it i wasn't like really all that hooked on it like i just thought eh okay i kind of see where hal was like coming from with this it's not that all exciting i don't get the hype for it but as it went on it was just like oh my god this is getting wild Mm. Oh my god, this is getting... What the... What? Huh? What? Okay, this is getting insane! What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Tenant, um, because it because I was making a lot of comparisons to Tenant while watching this. Notably, I watched it a second time, much like I watched Tenant a second time, and I liked it significantly less. But... I, f- I do feel like this is a better movie than Tenet. I, I like I think even though I think I gave them similar scores, I think this is like a high five, whereas like uh Tenet is like a low five on my grading scale, of course. Um because I feel like what Interstellar does better than Tenet is that I understand the characterization in this movie better. I don't like it, but I think Matthew McConaughey as Cooper is a much better protagonist than the protagonist, the protagonist. in Tenet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Never understand why they didn't give him a name. Uh, it's so stupid. Oh, it is. <laughs> so stupid. But, like, I, I at least understand what the point of Interstellar was. Like, I at least... I know there's a story. I can follow the story. I don't like the story, but I understand what's I'll, happening. I'll, I'll be frank. I'll be frank. <laughs> I'm frank. Hi, I'm frank. <laughs> I must be frank, your majesty. <laughs> yeah there we go uh i will be i'll be real with you i kind of was a bit confused on the story like i kind of didn't really follow along with it entirely Mm -hmm. so like i totally understand where you're coming from the story wise but at least like it wasn't as overly complicated as tenet no definitely not no i agree i agree that's why i feel like this movie succeeds better than tenet because tenet was supposed to be like intentionally confusing whereas i feel like here the confusion just came from well to be fair we're dealing with time travel and space travel like these are inherently difficult things to understand but i can still follow it somewhat um with it going along whereas like with tenet yeah that was intentionally confusing but there was nothing for me to like grasp onto underneath that intentional confusion um and that's why i feel like even though I still don't like the story or the characters themselves in Interstellar, I can at least understand why someone would, you know? 
Yeah, I also will admit that I kind of thought, like, I guess the way how, like, the characters, like, kind of act towards each other was kind of, like, uh, was, I, I, I wasn't really vibing with it. Like, I, I noticed, mm-hmm. like, a bit of, like, I guess, uh, I want to say aggressive, but, like, it just felt like some of these characters just did not like each other. Well, like, so. It, it wasn't a healthy bond with these characters when I've had with other works yeah yeah so so i guess we can get into like one of my biggest things that i really did not like was uh, kind of the world building and how these characters interact in this world like a lot of my issues were coming up in like the first 10 minutes not that they don't get along but that their drama does not feel natural to me so one of the big thing one of the biggest things to me in like the first 10 minutes. So obviously this is a very, this is kind of a pseudo future where like, you know, it, it's, it's familiarized enough where people are still driving cars that we are familiar with. And like, they're still going to schools in these buildings that we're familiar enough with, you know, it's not like a cyberpunk future where like, no, it's not, it's not like a Blade Runner future where like, everything's like in a city, all the buildings are tall and you see these like, fucking massive screens of advertisements and stuff like that it's not cyberpunk future it's it's a pseudo future it's it's like it's just regular everyday life yes. sort of future like yes like we're living in now oh actually does that even give like a, a year where this is happening in? no and i think that's why i call it a pseudo future because it's not you don't exactly know when it is but it's like familiar enough that we as an audience can like relate to the characters but you can still have sci-fi concepts like traveling into wormholes or like having drones fly over and it's like an everyday normal occurrence. Or the fact that they're living on a planet where there is no army because they say that there aren't there is no military anymore. The military has been completely dissolved. There's dust Wait, everywhere. Wait, really? I missed that part. Yeah, there, there, there's like an offhand comment where like, a, where like, I think it was Matthew McConaughey was just like, there's no more military or something like that. But also like... They're... I feel like then they say like I guess like wasn't like NASA like also just like in secret now. Yeah, and NASA's like completely yeah. in secret. That's another thing. And yeah. like and also, you know, the whole world is like experiencing like a drought. So you see like dust everywhere. Like everything's dry. Like, you know, like that's why they're like saying like because there's that scene at the beginning when he goes to a parent teacher conference for Murph and he's having a conversation with the principal and the principal's like, we don't need engineers. We need more farmers because they're at a point in time where, you know, they're not interested in space travel. They're interested in, you know, saving the planet and having more farmers and, you know, making the world more environmentally friendly. Um, So anyway, my point is there's like this, there's this weird world building thing that happens where like, so that at that exact parent teacher conference, Matthew McConaughey's character is talking with like uh, Murph's teacher and Mur- and Murph's teacher says something like, Oh, you're one of those people that believes in like the moon landing or something like that. Like th- this is like a oh, small, great. This one is of a, these people. Well, it's a, it's such a small thing, but like, it it really is encompassing towards this world building. We're like, okay, we're living in a future where space travel and scientific discovery of our universe is not held as important as, uh, like on earth problems. You know, this is a thing that has been happening for years. The whole outer space versus inner space debate of like, what's more important? Should we be looking for, you know, a 
planet for us to colonize or should we save our own planet? Like it's, it's like a debate among like the science community. It's been a debate amongst like the science fiction community. It's like a whole thing. Um, that just pissed me off the whole like, oh, we don't believe in the moon landing. Like we're trying to make the moon landing seem like propaganda to be like, oh, in the 20th century, they just wanted to bankrupt the Soviet Union by pretending to have a space race. And I'm like, first of all, who the fuck is going to believe that enough to put him in a textbook? Like, that is the stupidest shit I have ever heard. I get what it's trying to say. It's supposed to make the world that these characters inhabit seem almost alien. So then we as, a, as an audience can relate to Matthew McConaughey more as a main character because he's just like... I think space travel's cool. It's like, yeah, me as an audience member, I think space travel's cool. I'm going to relate to Matthew McConaughey now. It's like, I hate that when writing-wise. I really yeah, you do. You also kind of forget the risks that kind of come with it. Well, because, like, it's so easy to relate to Matthew McConaughey now because he's like, I think space travel's cool. It's like, because, like, his the teacher believes that the moon landing was fake and propaganda. It's like, okay, yeah. Any rational human beings are gonna gonna think that's ludicrous. You know, it's that, funny that like you're bringing up the idea of like a, like the moon landing was fake and all that because like uh, off topic, but like I was doing a Gartic phone with some friends of mine and my boyfriend last night, and like I think there was like a, a prompt that we did where it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Peter Griffin and Brian fakes the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> it is an inherently funny concept faking the moon landing um, i think like i think i drew that like hold on yeah. i'll share it, it's not it's nothing like all the top like y'all well i mean you know what gartic phone is my yeah. drawings aren't really that that perfect on there but mm. uh yeah uh you can keep talking uh I, I, let me just find it no that's fine the the thing that always and like it, it i know it's like a such a little thing but like i don't know realistically <laughs> Who would actually believe that the moon landing is was faked outside of the most extreme conspiracy theorists? Like, that's my biggest problem with the world building here is like we're trying to make the people who oppose what the main characters believe as like these extreme, like the most extreme idiot. And it's like, OK, I don't feel threatened by that. You're kind of making it so that I have no choice but to relate to the main characters. And that's not good character writing. Like, I shouldn't be forced to agree with them. I should naturally agree with them. So, like, when you have the main character be say something as basic as, like, I think space travel is cool, that tells me that, like, this is the same kind of writing as if... Like, imagine if the main... Imagine if the teacher or, like, the principal was just, like, we think breathing is propaganda. It's like, okay, yeah, no shit. I'm going to relate to Matthew McConaughey when he eventually goes, well, I think breathing is cool. It's like, yeah, wow, what an amazing thing for me to relate to our main character with. He thinks breathing is cool. Like, that, that is the level that we're at with that. Like, I can't stand that with character writing. Just... Make me like the main character naturally. Don't make the characters who oppose Give me a more convincing reason why space travel is cool. Don't just say it right. is. Just give me a... Find a fucking essay if you have to. Good lord. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so such a basic thing that, like, for a character to oppose... I don't know. I just... When it's such a basic thing for a character to oppose... That's when I'm like, okay, now I know you're you're just... You're forcing me to relate to Matthew McConaughey as a main character. It's like, I don't care 
that he thinks space travel is cool. And, like, I'm not even really a huge fan of the whole, like, like, I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of the whole, like, oh, we were never meant to die on Earth. Like, we have to find a colony out in space. It's like, uh, I don't really agree with that. But at the same time, fine, whatever. Like, if that's what the main character believes, that's what the main character believes. I'm not... I'm not going to like dock the movie points for that. What I am going to dock the movie points for is making his opposition seem like idiots. Like, no, they're wrong. The main character's right. Matthew McConaughey was proven right all along. He was going to go into space now. Because Matthew McConaughey's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the character Matthew McConaughey plays uh, is kind of (laughs) terrible. But like, I feel like the movie sort of understands that but also doesn't understand that you know because he does abandon his family to go travel in space um which is fine i'm not opposed to him having character flaws and in fact the movie does i sort of like the idea of having that scene later on when he's like in the when he's in that realm where like he can actually see moments in time in his in Murph's bedroom and he's like on the other side and he's like screaming at Murph to be like, no, let him stay. Let him stay. Dude. I, honestly, like, I think like, like I said earlier and I kind of agree with, actually neck kind of agree with what you said. Like I said earlier, I was not feeling the first half of this movie, honestly, mm-hmm, but then like, mm-hmm. when, at, but, like the more it went on it, my, my interest kind of peaked. And then, when when he entered like the fifth dimension realm and I realized, mm-hmm. oh, that's the back of the bookcase. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, he was the ghost. Yeah, he that, was the ghost. That blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I think from from a writing standpoint, that makes sense. Like you don't just have Murph at the beginning be like, I saw a ghost, and then never follow up on that. Like obvi- like having him be the ghost. I'm not opposed to that. I my thing is that I don't think the movie earns that because the beginning kind of does a sloppy job at you know establishing this world and making me relate to these characters so then by the time we get to that scene where he's like realize when he's having that emotional moment where he's like i should have stayed with her like i don't know to me that does not feel earned i can see that feeling earned for other people who enjoyed this movie and that's completely valid i i don't want people to think they shouldn't like you know like this movie I'm just saying what I got out of the movie experience, like when I watched it. This is my experience. Yeah, I, I think like yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I I kind of thought when I watched it before talking with you, I kind of felt like yeah, this thing has some flaws in it. Mm-hmm. I think like the I think like the the later half kind of like made it better for me. Yes. So I like th- I kind of was like debating if I wanted to give this either like an eight or seven. Hmm. Well, so, yeah, I can definitely... I, I think when while I was watching it, I'm like, okay, if you can relate to these characters or if you can, like, overlook these flaws in the beginning, you're going to have a better time than me. And that's completely valid, like I said. Um, and I will agree, like, from a technical standpoint, I think the movie looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Like, when they're on those different planets, they actually look like they're on alien planets like i think that's really cool like that water planet yeah i thought it was like an interesting like concept like okay there's a possibility of like a multiverse out there i feel like that's i don't know if that's what they were going with but i mean i I don't think it's necessarily multiverse i think it's just 
opposite ends of our own universe, right? Like, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because I get a better way to explain it. Yeah, no, I am. I am by no means an expert in like space travel and like what the hell they're even fucking talking about. I mean, they're talking about. Oh no, yeah. Well, because like, no, like I, I said, like this. I can't understand all this space science <laughs> stuff you're <all> talking about. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm well, sure like I can someone understand you somewhat, yeah. but yeah. not entirely. Well, because I, like I was tenet. thinking about this. I, well, I was th- well, yeah. Nobody understands Tenet. I don't even think Christopher Nolan understands Tenet. <laughs> well, no. Wh- why do you think that fucking uh, uh, bike exorcist uh, lady was like? <laughs> That was a waste of my time. Oh, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, yeah, Mordo sent me a a discussing film uh, article saying, like, Christopher Nolan says his Peloton instructor slammed one of his movies during a class. It doesn't say which movie, but, like, you can kind of... Like, if you, like, I think, like, the one I saw was, like, a discussing film tweet, and then the the tweet under it saying, like, it was Tenet. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, of course it was Tenet. Thank you, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly exactly uh but like but yeah no i don't understand space travel duh i'm a i'm a a guy who just likes movies i don't understand the science that goes into that so i'm not gonna like i think movies are cool (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna dock the movie points because i don't understand the the science that goes into it because i really don't i just want to i'm just viewing the movie for what it is and if it's not going to explain these things very well, I don't know. I just, I don't have the smarts to like, you know, own the movie on whether it does these things correctly or not. I really don't. I'm just, I'm just judging it for what I got out of it. And there was a lot of big words and man, I wish I understood those big words better. You know, like <laughs> I really do. I really fucking do. You know, what's interesting though is I rewatched Oppenheimer a couple days ago, the other Nolan movie that we've talked about on the podcast, which Hell Oppenheimer yeah. talks a lot about quantum physics and, you know, developing the atomic bomb. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but Oppenheimer was a movie that got better for me on rewatch uh, when I rewatched it. Like, I thought it was much better the second time around than it was the first time. Like I loved, I loved Oppenheimer my second time around. Like, holy shit. Um, and I just think that's interesting. Three years later, he watches it again. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, there's something to Oppenheimer that I just, I connected more with it upon my second, upon my second viewing more so than I did my second viewing of interstellar. I, I think that's interesting. Um, I will say, like, yeah, I'm actually glad that, like, <clears throat> it did get better for you, and just a, a, a fucking relief off of the weight of my shoulders to think, okay, thank God, I have not completely lost Hal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I want to make it clear, like, just because I was not a fan of Interstellar does not mean I've completely turned off of Nolan. Like, again, Oppenheimer, really good film. Memento. I still love Memento. Um... I do need to rewatch it though because, like, I just I really want to because it's so good. Watch, he's gonna he's gonna hate it. (laughs) Well, I think I think one of the reasons why I think I will I'll be fine with Memento is because Memento is a confusing movie, but not in its um, not in its content. Like you remember when we watched it, like it's a mystery thriller. Like it's a mystery. Like it's just a movie about a guy figuring out who murdered his wife. 
the confusing aspect comes in its storytelling. Like, but that that's the point because the guy has like a short term memory. So like he's exactly. not going to he's not going to remember everything. So things are going to get very confusing. But the core story is simplistic enough for you to follow. Whereas I feel like something like Interstellar, I think the story is a little too confusing. It's it's not as bad as Tenet when it comes to the confusing nature. Like, Tenet, again, is, like, obnoxiously confusing because that's the point. But again, it's still confusing. Whereas Interstellar, I, I at least respect the idea that, you know, there is that core relationship between Cooper and Murphy. Um, so I'm able to sort of forgive it enough but not enough for me to admit that i got anything that substantial out of it you know yeah i do kind of like the relationship with his family like i think like um when it came to that scene where he's like when his dad when his son was growing up because his messages spanned for like 23 years stuff like that like yeah and then i kind of just like broke down just being like jesus christ it's so insane how like space time just moves more faster than on earth and to think yeah. that you you were gone for that long and you don't even know it, I, I don't know, it just fucks with you. I also, do I do like the relationship between Cooper and Murphy, like his daughter. Oh yeah, I think that was I think that's like that was that's one of the best parts about it. But I'm not a fan of Tom. Uh, not because I don't like him as a character. I don't like how the movie treats Tom. I'll say that. No, um, I agree. Like I thought he was okay at first, and then like. When that scene happened, where he's trying to, where Murphy's trying to get his family out of there, he just became a dick out of the blue. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's happening? What right. the fuck happened to you? Well, so early on in the movie, when Cooper's leaving to go, you know, travel through space, you know, John Lithgow, his father-in-law, Lord Farquaad's his father-in-law. Funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, that's like, wait, why does this dude's voice sound familiar? And I just had to look him up, see what he had to do, and I'm like, yeah. Lord fucking Farquaad. <laughs> buddy some, what some, some of you may die but it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make <laughs> that's that's literally just that's really just kane's character in this movie yeah exactly but Speaking anyway kane it's good to but, see him actually in an actual role for once and not just like a five minute cameo yeah yeah no, like tenet i love john lithgow oh we were talking about michael kane yeah no michael kane plays a bigger role in this movie than yeah fucking tenet like yeah, yeah. but it's so what i'm saying to see him in an actual role for once like good exactly boy. yeah exactly anyway i missed but, you what but what i'm saying is there's that scene early on when he's actually leaving and he says goodbye to john lithgow and john lithgow is like you don't have to say goodbye to tom he can handle it and i'm like uh are you sure? Like, or like, he's basically saying like, you shouldn't be worried about Tom. You should be worried about Murph. And I'm like, um, okay, that's kind of fucked up. Like, I know, I, I know it's basically a tactic for the audience to be like, oh, we don't have to worry about Tom. He's not, he's not the important character here, but it's still just like, you're casting aside another child of his, but because, because he's not the main child, like you want, murph to be the main child it's like okay why don't you just have murph be the only child like why does there need to be a tom in this situation you know what i'm saying like what what does tom add to the movie outside of being a twist villain at one point which is really stupid <laughs> like nothing really like you could just remove him entirely if i wouldn't make I any like of sense I mean, the only thing is, he's played by Timothy Chalamet at the beginning, and I guess this kind of launched Timothy Chalamet's career, so 
I guess we uh, wouldn't have who, him in Dune. Uh, that that name sounds familiar. What did he do? He, he's in Dune. He's Paul Atreides in the new Dune movie. Oh yeah, okay. He's al- he's also in Little Women and Lady Bird. Is he in Lady Bird? I think he's in Lady Bird. He, he he's he's been around. He's been around. Oh, he was also oh, in the God. recent Wonka movie that I didn't see. <laughs> oh yeah, that's wait yeah. And didn't he like show up at the Game Awards? Did he? I don't know. Maybe. No, yeah, that's right. He showed he like he was real in like the game of the year. Like I thought you were there. Didn't you watch it? I only watched when Gonzo was there. That's all I remember from the game awards. No, no, I agree. It wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even a good game awards anyway. But no, yeah, he was yeah. like there. Like he was the one who announced okay. the, the the game of the year. Oh, and I remember Matthew McConaughey was there at the game awards, <laughs> just he, randomly. He what? Wait, he was, oh he was announcing God, like some right. space movie he's part of, and then they played the trailer, and you didn't see Matthew another space tra- movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, not in the space movie, space game. Sorry, but like, but oh, like okay. when they played the trailer, they didn't. Uh, you couldn't really tell like which character he was, but he just comes out on stage. He's like, "Thank you, Jeff Keighley. All right, all right, all right. Uh, space game. I'm in it." Uh-huh. And we're just like, <laughs> "Oh, Interstellar two. It's not Interstellar two, but like you know, it's just like." another it's a space thing with matthew mcconaughey in it but like i don't it's just it was just that was just weird because like he's like a celebrity promoting this game because he's in the game but then they didn't show him in the trailer like at least i'm pretty sure in the cyberpunk trailer they showed keanu like what character he played right no yeah yeah of course and his character design looks completely obviously looking like keanu yeah, I don't know. That was just that was just such a weird trailer. It was a weird moment. Like clearly, I'm not made for watching award shows. Even the Game Awards, I was not a fan of. But I I do think Gonzo being there was based as fuck. It, it wasn't a good Game Awards. I I didn't have fun. I I was not vibing with it. No, no. Just like how I wasn't vibing with Interstellar. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Sure. Oh yeah, he was he was in French Dispatch as well. That's what we have. Seen. Oh right, Timothy Chalamet. He was in French Dispatch. Right. So yeah. yeah he, He's been around. He was in Interstellar. That was like one of his first big roles. Like oh big, god, big he roles. was in Don't Look Up. I'm oh. feeling myself. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that. That's not that's not a good movie. He was in. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> well, p- controversial take. I do think Interstellar is better than Don't Look Up. <laughs> All right, that that I'm 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 with you with. <laughs> yeah, I th- I can agree to that. <laughs> oh yeah, same. I'm sure a lot of people will, and if not, the fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't... Anyway. Mo- human. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I just have a couple more things I want to say. I feel like that's yeah, important here. enough. I do like the TARS effect. Like, the the, the character of TARS, that, that robot thing. I think that's fucking awesome. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a practical effect. Like, they built that thing to, like, actually move around, and, like, it it looked amazing and the voice they have um the voice actor does a really good job at being like this sarcastic like asshole but like you still buy him as a robot you know uh sentient ai robots was not on my nolan bingo card but (laughs) sure (laughs) yeah yeah. fun fact about the voice actor bill Irwin plays him he's the 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 dad in how the grinch stole christmas the 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 bad ron howard one (laughs) uh jim carrey right yeah the jim carrey one he's okay, like okay, he's C- cindy sure. lou who's father in that in that movie lamau it's amazing <laughs> anything else he's known for or is that the only thing you know him for uh that's the only other thing i think he was in lady in the water but like d- does d- does he really want to be known as being one of the people in lady in the water 
because I wouldn't mm. want to date. Nah. <laughs> uh, which, uh, I'm gonna look at discography. Yeah, no, I don't see any other movie here that like I would know of him for besides right. Interstellar and Grinch. <laughs> Honestly, Interstellar and Grinch, I think that's a pretty good career. <laughs> that's where that's where he peaked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I really like the robot effect on Tars. How he's like walking around, and even when it's a little obvious that it's cgi like or i don't think it's tars i think it's case the other robot that moves around. no yeah there's tars and there's case and i think there's like the other one that uh man had yeah that matt damon had yeah i i think oh it's that's a matt real... damon that was matt damon as dr man oh yes. fuck that's right he's in this i completely forgot matt damon was in this movie yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah no i really like those robots i think the design is cool i think the effect is cool i think they have some of the best lines throughout the movie because they're, I don't know, just something about robot characters in sci-fi movies. I don't know, like just even like robot characters in sci-fi movies. I'm not the biggest fan of. Usually, end up being my favorite characters in a movie. In that in that respective movie, I think back to like K2SO and Rogue One. Like that's a character. That's a robot character who's honestly one of my favorite parts of that movie. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of Rogue One, just because. Yeah, I didn't. I was like gonna say like. I I didn't think I'd see you speak positively about Rogue One because I don't think that was a movie a lot of people didn't like. I mean, I like well, Rogue One was another example of a movie I remember watching in theaters, thinking it was really good, and then I watched a second time and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, this is why I always say rewatch movies, like watch movies a second time, because like yes, watching a movie for the first time is a fun experience. But you need to rewatch movies. Here's an example of like a rewatch that was actually positive. Earth Girls are easy. Like I yes, I didn't like that movie the first time I watched it, but then I watched Shame. it again with you and William, and I loved it. Like, and then I watched it a third time. I loved it even more. Like it's a movie that gets better on rewatch. You know, so it's Bro, important. We should have been talking about this. That's a sci-fi film. Yeah, I know, but we need. But we needed to talk about Interstellar because it's a Nolan well, of course, film. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well that, been, well, that could have been the other one. Uh, I wanted to okay. talk about Buzz Lightyear, but we'll get to that. We'll That's get fair. To that. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, I've, yeah, no, no. We still have stuff to talk about Interstellar. I, I yeah. still have I want to gush about before we get to uh, that. You know what? Yeah, you know, I feel like I've been talking. Please gush some more. Okay, yeah. So I guess, um, yeah, so. I'm sure y'all have heard, like, Hal's thoughts on it. You know, he wasn't a big fan on it. But me, on the other hand, you know, I will say, though, I kind of take back what I said about this being a civil rivalry because I will admit, I do kind of agree with some of the things he's been saying here. I think he's been mm -hmm. making some good, valid arguments. I, Because, like I said before, I wasn't really vibing with it entirely at first, but as it went on, like, my interest started to peak a little more. And I think, like, I was just left flabbergasted by the end of it. Yeah. But, um... You're willing yeah, to I, find it, more positive things in it than I am, and I think that's a good thing. Like you I think should that's be able the thing. to. Like I'm, I'm more of an easy to please person than I guess you are. Sure. I, I think yeah, that's the thing. Well, I come from like two different like friend groups where one is more critical in like you know about movies and stuff like that, which you guys, and then I have my other friends that are more. More open and more easy to please, I guess. Like mm -hmm. as my friend Sora would say, because I did invite I did invite one of my friends from Sora server into the Wheel Knight server. A good friend of mine named ZP, 
And I remember he did mention that he kind of liked Ready Player One, <laughs> and most of us don't like it. And so no. I just had to tell him, hey, oh, yeah, ZB, I should tell you, in this world, we're, we're very critical on movies. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 so I should warn you. Yeah, we might we yeah. might have different opinions on something. <laughs> well, but I'm like in the balance in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want people to listen to this and think like, oh, now I have to hate Interstellar because Hal hates it. It's like, no, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, don't and, take our words as gospel. Right, and I'm glad you ended up liking the movie more than I did. I think that's important. Like, if you genuinely got something out of it that I didn't, that's a good thing. Like, hold on to that. Absolutely. <laughs> I do agree um, with you with its flaws, though. I yes. do believe, like, this movie is flawed in a way and, mm -hmm. you know, isn't, like, a perfect, like, 10 out of 10. Like, if, like I said before, like, I was, I, I kind of, like, really was, like, debating, like, giving this, like, a 7 or 8. Mm -hmm. But I gave it an 8 just for the second half and how it just, just it, like I said, this movie was wild to me. This it movie does was probably get... the most wild Nolan film I've, like, seen. It does have very good visuals. I think this is some of the, like some of the best like space visuals in a movie um i mean I'm oh more yeah partial like 2001 um but i do think this movie does get a lot of visuals very good like again i think the cinematography is excellent i think on a technical level this is a very good film and you know what that's fair i think like mm -hmm. you gave this like two two and a half so, yeah straight so down the middle i think five out of five yeah yeah <laughs> five out of just, five yeah just average <laughs> just between average that's fine uh, yeah, five out of ten. Like that's not a terrible movie. That's not. I don't consider this a waste of time. In fact, I'm glad we watched it. I will. I you know. I feel like whenever I've had guests on and I'm, and we talk about a movie and I end up not liking it, but they did. They always try to apologize. Like, oh, sorry, I made you go through that. It's like, no. I'm glad I watched this. Like, I'm glad we watched this. Not just because we want to dock off another Nolan film on our Nolan quest, but like, you know. Again, that whole rewatching thing. Like, I want to know what I actually think about a film, and I feel like I can't figure that out after just one watch. It needs to be multiple. Um, and like, like in, I mean, then again, like, when was the last you last saw this? Like, what, twenty twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty. So of course like, you're not going to remember everything about the film by now if we watch it. Yeah, and I was a very different critical i had a very different critical mind back in the day i was critical but i wasn't as critical as i am now and i'm not yeah and again like i don't want people to be like scared of me because i'm a critical person like you know like just because they have different opinions than me that's a good thing like i just i'm literally literally all it is is that i just i'm just saying what i what i saw like i'm relaying what my thoughts are to the general masses I mean, he may be critical, folks, but, you know, I gotta tell you, he's a pretty fun guy to have around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you're probably, like, one of my... Yo, dude, you're, like, a like a, like a bestie to me. Aw, thanks. It's just because we have the same opinions on Faust. <laughs> True. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, because people like Yinsid and Olivia would not say that about me. <laughs> discussing faust <laughs> well they don't well, well they don't know you long enough like i do 
Yeah. <laughs> they're my friends. No, but then they no remember what I gave Faust, and they're like, oh. <laughs> oh this motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, this guy. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> Ain't you ever seen my train collection? <laughs> Metal pipes under it. All right, yeah. Uh, I will say, though, like, I guess it didn't, like, really hit me until, like, later on being, like, oh, shit, this world is, like, fucking dying. I just mm. figured, like, they were, like, they were talking about, like, you know, we can't live on this planet, and like, f- forever, you know? I'm just like, okay, yeah, you know, that's fair. The world's probably gonna end one day. That's where we all need to find, like, an escape of something like that. And then it just hit me, like, oh, wait. That's right now. The world's, mm. like, kind of, like, dying, like, right now as we speak. So, they're, like, they're in, like, in a, like, they're, like, in a hurry. There was a little Spanish fleet. I, I think it should be fine. All right. Anyway, uh, three, two, one. Okay. Um, Previously uh, on the last incident, uh, my thing just stopped recording uh, because uh, I was running out of storage on the Steam laptop. I didn't want to like record on here, but I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know yeah. if, like the Steam Deck was picking up the fact that my microphone was connected. But uh, mm. no, yeah, I think like before, like like my my audio stopped recording i was saying like oh yeah this plan is like dying like right now so they're like they need to like work on it fast even though like they've been there for like a hundred years in like earth time Uh, yeah they've been like out and about and like that's why jessica chastain who's now playing murph is like you know she's trying to be the one to save the planet because at first she's just she's like very cynical about it because she's like oh they abandoned us but through unconditional love she's like no i believe in my father helping me and he like sends her i believe in santa christ yeah i believe in santa christ (laughs) essentially (laughs) essentially (laughs) i I can explain it in in depth in 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 in-depth detail but basically we believe in santa christ that that's that's how the movie that's how the the day is saved in interstellar (laughs) they believed in santa christ God, I love Kickassia. Yeah? <laughs> God, I love Dog Walker. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, and I feel like that's where the heart of the movie is at. Is these is is the relationship between Murph and Cooper? And if you're into that, that's great. You're gonna love this movie. If you're like me and you're not into that, uh, you know. But at least I at least respect the attempt because. The movie actually does attempt to have heart in the story. A lot of movies can't even do that. They don't even attempt. Like Tenet, they didn't attempt to have heart in the story. Like, what, what am I supposed to relate heart to? About? Yeah. Oh, it was the no. Actually, there was heart. It was between a man and his hot sauce that he ordered an hour ago. Oh yes, of course. Let's see. That's that's <laughs> that's that's what the plot should have been. Yeah, yeah. Probably our <laughs> best bit we ever got out of Tenet. Oh, I love that hot sauce. <laughs> True. I wonder what it would taste uh, like. Uh, probably hot. And spicy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to... Actually, I do. Uh, this actually re- does involve something that I wanted to talk about. This is a question I want to ask you. When you watched Interstellar, um, did you watch the version that's 170 minutes or the version that's 163 minutes? I guess this is a good time to talk about that I bought the DVD. Yeah, so you have it on DVD. I don't, but please yeah, talk so... about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is a rare occasion where I'm the one talking about the DVD and not Hal because he does not own it. Because, yeah. well, here's the, pro- here's the thing. I had no idea how to watch this movie. 
it was not on a streaming yeah. service. It was it was on a streaming. It was not on any streaming service that I have access to. It's not even on Max because I thought it would be on Max because it's also somewhat a Warner movie, but also under Paramount as well. So yeah. it's funny that he also brought up Earth Girls Are Easy earlier because I recently bought the Blu-ray and DVD for that, like the original DVD, just to compare the two, which we'll probably talk about in a later episode. Yeah, hopefully. Maybe with William, I hope so. That'd be a, that'd so. be a fun threesome. Don't take that out of context. <laughs> William on too many movies? Surely you jest. Yeah, yeah, no, crazy, right? But uh, yeah. So uh, so fun. The thing about that is that I had like two fifty dollar Target gift cards. The only money I had, and I was lucky to buy both of them on Target, which I was surprised about. I also mm. found out they also had Bud the Chud on there, but that was like like twenty dollars. <laughs> Oh yeah, someday. Like, no, yeah, someday. I mean, I'm gonna get that because that's another Vestron film I ought to own. But uh, I think like the, there's a thing Target does where like, oh, for some items you 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 add in your cart, you have to be like, oh, you have to reach like a thirty five dollar limit in order to just make your purchase. So like, all right, what else do mm. I have to buy? What else do I have to buy? Oh, yeah, I, I can see they have Interstellar on here, and they do have like a DVD copy of it. I'm just like, yeah, good enough. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then no, I bought I... like Mutant Mayhem on Blu-ray because I like, wanted to because I like that film. Fuck you, fight me. Yeah. No, you know what? I I have a Target story like that similarly. Uh, how they have like you you can't buy something, like because like I tried buying CIA on DVD off Target.com. <laughs> future episode. Um, and so then, but they wouldn't let me without like making it like a twenty-five. Like I had to. Like I had to buy it if I had like an order of twenty five dollars or more. So I bought the entirety of Planet of the Apes on Blu-ray. Like I have like this Blu-ray set of Planet of the Apes. Again, future episode. But yeah, that's my that's that's like my famous Target story of like I I wasn't allowed to buy CI Ape. Like most people would buy Planet of the Apes and then CI Ape secondly. But no, I was there to buy CI Ape on DVD. But then Planet of the Apes was just an extra thing, like which is fine. Like you know, Planet of the Apes. I mean, I've seen all those movies. I have varying opinions. Again, future episode. But yeah, yeah no, it, it, that's such a weird thing Target does. But no, yeah. Whatever. Um. So yeah, I I bought the DVD and honestly, I don't like how they uh you know released this. I'm not because mm. um well, the DVD has nothing. There's no <laughs> bonus features. It's a bare bones. It's boring as shit. I don't even yeah. think it's the like. I don't even think like it has like the IMAX like footage where it fills the whole screen. I just mm. it's it. I just seen like the normal black bar view only. There was like so I probably had to buy like the Blu-ray if I want to like experience like the IMAX cut of the film. And right. So, right. and also like it. Uh. Menu was also kind of like boring. Like it did, like yeah. it did, like that shot of like the bookshelf, right? And then it cuts to like mm-hmm. this starry, like like this space with all these stars, and it's just like interstellar, and you have the options at the bottom. And then like after I clicked off of the menu, I resumed back to it. Like there was no like the visuals just paused. There was no audio or anything coming afterwards like that. And I just like, wow. well, that's just this sounds spook- bizarre. That's just spooky. <laughs> I don't like how you you give the menu like animation and then like after I leave off that menu or return back to it, you just give me a frozen screen. Like I, I this just spooks the shit out of me when it does that. But yeah, yeah. So 
I, I wish there was an option I could have bought the Blu-ray on Target, but I was I was only able to get the DVD, so I'm just like, you know what? I, I just got to get this movie just just to just yeah. watch it. Well, what's the, the runtime on the back of the yes. box? Okay, what does the yeah. runtime say? Uh, it says okay, one sixty-eight. Okay, interesting. Because so I watched it on Amazon Prime, and I wanted to bring this up because Amazon Prime for some reason has two options to watch it one of them is 170 minutes the other one is 163 minutes and i'm like uh okay i looked it up nolan does not believe in the director's cut because that's what i was thinking i was like oh there's a director's cut but no he was like no the version that is released in theaters is the version that is mine like he doesn't believe in director's cut he believes in whatever version you see is the definitive cut so i'm like okay then why are there two versions here so i looked it up um and i found a, a post on r slash interstellar from three months ago as, oh so is this the, the reddit that you were telling me about yeah off, off recording? yeah okay yeah. yeah so there's a post that says is there a difference between these versions on prime i don't notice anything in the metadata and so i was like you know sometimes i've had i've looked up questions and like reddit has answered these questions pretty uh, significantly and i appreciate that so i was thinking like oh maybe somebody in the comments here will explain this no no like they're, they're all just trolling and being complete dickheads in the comments they're just like oh matt damon and went wins in one of those and like you know they're quoting like this is there isn't a moment or there is a moment <laughs> you know because that's the last line he says before he explodes in the movie oh my god yeah that's right uh i think like like off topic but like i do like how some shots were like where they're outside of like we see like mm. shots of like outside of space it's like silent you don't hear anything. yeah it's completely it's just, quiet like, it's just it's, yeah. it's amazing i don't i kind of yeah, like that, that, that like cool. sure like oh you hear like like this weird ambient noise outside but like no it's just completely silent and then like when the fucking when he died like that kind of like caught me off guard like holy shit and the silence just just adds to that impact in a way <laughs> there's one comment that i says just had in to one rewind of the... that but like damn that was yeah. crazy in one of in one, one of these comments there, there's a there's a comment here that says in one of them murph isn't nearly as smart and she just thinks the stupid watch is busted and everyone on earth dies <laughs> 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 all right that's good but I guess it's a mystery. We'll never know why there are two versions of Interstellar on Amazon Prime. One of them being 170 minutes, the other being 163. I watched the 170 minute version just because when it comes to movies, I kind of prefer watching the longer version just to see if like I get anything out of them. But like, you know, sometimes sometimes it is best to watch the shorter version. I know people will say, you know, director's cuts are always better, but like sometimes you didn't need those extra scenes all i'm saying i don't know maybe if i do buy the blu-ray maybe like it'll probably have that longer version i don't know maybe well i, I hope I, so I don't, I don't know maybe i really don't know why they're different times i really don't it's weird so is there anything else we have to say about interstellar i think i think i've pretty much said all i needed to say like there are little things i could complain about like nitpicky stuff but like honestly i think i've made it clear that like it's just a movie i didn't really connect with um i'm glad there are people out there who do connect with it i'm glad you enjoyed it it's just it's not one for me that i would definitely consider to be a favorite from nolan yeah no that's fair but uh, i think like, i have like a little bit to say of it but like um 
Right. So yeah, you can yeah fin- fin- finish off like say whatever you want about it. I've I've pretty much said everything I need to. So um, it's so like I guess like I just like find it so interesting how like um how these i guess these planets just have like a somewhat different element to it like they're like like on a water planet like there's nothing but, like an endless sea right just like mm-hmm. these waves and uh and i just feel like the thing this planet exists and there's like some sort of life on it with like water and stuff like that like it makes you wonder like what really happened to it like were these like ever planets at all like what made these exist in a way like i it's just it's just like interesting how like and, yeah, and then there's like the winter one like, how do these planets get made? And, like, how do they, like, um, h- how do they, like, was there any life on it at all? Whether whatever happened here? I guess that's why I thought, like, this felt like maybe, like, a multiverse or thing. Like, I wonder if this is, like, a different types of variants of Earth that may have existed. Mm. But, like, I, I guess we just we just never know. And just knowing yeah. that people were here, like, they're light years away from Earth and they've either, like, died or just it was, like, lost here. Like with man, for example, like like they found him on the winter planet, and he's just been here for like like I don't know, like God knows how long, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just and I I also don't understand how like how like the sleeping things work like they're like they're put in water like they're put in this water and like in this pod like bro you're gonna fucking you guys are gonna drown how do you all sleep in that. <laughs> That, yeah, I don't know how that, that works. The, it's a, it's a, that confused the it's fuck supposed, out of me, honestly. It, it, yeah, it's supposed to be like uh like a sleeping chamber. So like you know, while they're traveling for light years, like you know they stay the same age with while in those pods. So then you know it's just a matter of like uh, it's it's just a matter of them like r- r- stay like staying the same age while they travel like light years and light years away from earth i guess okay yeah i guess that's fair i guess I maybe keep like the body fresh or something like that but like it, yeah, again like yeah. i guess it was like so bizarre to think like you guys are sleeping in water aren't you guys gonna but drown you, <laughs> that's you gotta like, remember some of the science in this kind of confuses me <laughs> oh yeah no well you gotta remember like light year that means it's like you know it <laughs> takes <laughs> light <laughs> I oh that was unintentional I swear but like you know it's it's basically light the light light year that measurement of time is like it's taking light the fastest known thing that we know like the speed of light is like one of the fastest things we know it takes that a year so like to think of like seven hundred light years away is like it would take light seven hundred years to go from like one end of space to the other but like again light is faster than any human on Earth. So like, how fat? Like how? Like imagine that. Like that's just that's in- insane to think about. Like yeah, just the amount of space, the amount of time it would take. So of course, you know, you want to preserve because we would not make it very far. <laughs> Honestly, I just think maybe it just wasn't best. They were just if they were like in a freezing chamber, like Fry. Yeah, like Fry. Yeah, at exactly. least he didn't drown. He was just his body was just frozen. He didn't sleep in water for like thousands of years. Icy Wiener, ah, oh, crud. I, I tried to do like a challenge myself to watch like one episode of Futurama per day when the new year started, but I already failed it. <laughs> you I failed. Need... No, I'll probably just catch up and be like, "What?" I I still kept the challenge. No, no. Uh, just you failed just Futurama twenty twenty four. I don't. I just thought it was fun because, like, you know, the first episode is supposed to be like, you know, the new year. It's yeah. a new year episode, so I figured like, here's oh. to another lousy millennium. Hell yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, enough about that. But, um, 
yeah like i said i think some of the, the science shit in here kind of like confuses me like it, it's definitely like a story like i can't completely understand but i somewhat get again mm-hmm. not as confusing as tenet which no thank god so like again i did agree with what like, you said about there like i think the story isn't all that great and like it's 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 totally like i think i definitely see some flaws in this but you know i still had an enjoyable time with it I wonder what this would have been like if I did watch it with you like you did with Tenet, if I did have like the mm. same thoughts as you, because you just kept telling me, and I'm you're just like nodding my head and being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, this movie's shit. <laughs> 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 but I think like the now that makes you wanna makes you wonder like what I would have thought of Tenet if I watched it on my own, like would I liked it more without having a bitch in my ear? <laughs> well <laughs> No offense. <laughs> but then again, like I don't know. Man, Tenet's pretty good when Hal's not nagging like a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? That is an interesting thought experiment. I think you should watch Tenet again to like really, because you know, you'd be rewatching it. Like, I think that's actually a very interesting idea. Yeah, I guess maybe just do experiment with that. I don't know. I have to buy a physical copy of it first. I try try to like, I want to try to like own every Nolan film like on a physical release. And I mean, I I think that would be cool. No, yeah, definitely. But um, I, I really need to buy the Blu-ray of Interstellar. I, I, fear, I hear that thing has actual bonus features, but like, I just don't like how they just did not give a shit for the DVD. Like, the, no, bare bones. I don't think there was even a bonus disc. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. I, I feel like an Interstellar Blu-ray would probably be right up your alley. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like the Blu-ray would probably be better packaged. And yeah, um, and it also would probably have the like the IMAX visuals. Like I'd see like in the, yeah. the IMAX ratio. That way I'd yeah, see, like, yeah. all the cooler the scenes in a cooler aspect ratio, because I didn't get that in the DVD version. So, no. if you guys want to see the IMAX cut, don't buy the DVD. Don't make the same mistake yeah. I did. I only did it because I was desperate to just get the film out of the way. Right, and exactly. nowhere else to watch it. But, um, yeah, like, I I was really kind of... I, hell, even speaking of confusing, like, I was also kind of, like, confused for a second. Like, why is, why is Matt... Dice the Matt Damon character... At, like just you know turning against them all of a sudden like why what what the fuck's going on what was that about yeah you don't want to get home I think, right like, i i think it's explained that he's just crazy like he's just like oh i've been alone for so long i just want to go back home so like he's doing anything to get back home okay like, then come home ad- with us stupid i know he's just like, even he's admitting like i just even he's admitting like he's selfish because like at one point like Matthew McConaughey's like you're selfish man and he's like yeah I know like I'm a human but it's just like I don't know like just because you admit it doesn't mean it's good writing like uh, it's just it's still stupid yeah I don't know just I know like what you know, those movies saying like oh we're humans we act irrationally but it's like some of us okay. act logically he's a scientist for crying out loud like I don't know like uh it's 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 for forced drama uh, that's the thing but i mean matt damon's still a good actor so oh no yeah definitely like he peaked when he was an aardvark <laughs> <laughs> matt damon aardvark <laughs> we're never Classic. living that bit down no uh, never no yeah i think like when it came uh, I think like back to what I was. I think back to what I said earlier about Michael Caine like actually finally being a role for once. It really just feels good to see him in an actual like acting role again instead of just like the cameo he had in Tenet, especially He's in a movie, movie that wasn't dare dictator. Like, good lord, what the fuck was that? 
<laughs> God. Oh, we will never forget Dear Dictator. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I think that was that had to be Buster's series finale watching movies, honestly. I remember like yeah, he would just yeah. not stop bitching about it. No offense, buddy. That is one of the angriest I've ever heard Buster was during Dear Dictator. Yeah. Which is funny because we watched Eight Crazy Nights, so how was he? How was he during that? He was not happy, but he was even angrier with Dear Dictator. That's amazing. <laughs> Which, look, I don't blame them. Like, Dear Dictator is ba- a bad movie. I'm just saying we will never, ever forget watching Seth Green go hog wild on Katie Holmes's toes. Wait, was that in Dear Dictator? That was in Dear Dictator with Seth, Seth Green like Seth sucking Green on Katie Holmes's toes. That's that was the breaking point. That's when Wait, we were like, that oh, was it's the movie this with movie. like the foot guy. That was the foot guy movie. Yeah. I th- why did I think? Why did I think? Oh God! Why did I think Doctor Love was the foot guy? No, Doctor do- Love. No, Doctor Love was in Earth Girls Are Easy. That no, movie's like, based. Yeah. No, but like I remember, like there was like a movie we watched. Then I'm like, oh, it's like this Dennis foot guy motherfucker. And I'm just like, why did I think my I why did I think it was like from Earth Girls this whole time? No, I realized, no, no like, because no, because Seth Green was a dentist in uh, Dear Dictator. Doctor right. Love is a is a doctor. He's a medical practitioner yes. in Earth Girls Are Easy. That's that's uh, Charles Rocket. Charles Rocket is the actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that because like we were watching it like on the last day of the year. And I'm just like, oh wait, doesn't this yeah. is, ain't wait ain't this dude have like a foot fetish or some shit? And I'm like, no, I'm thinking of another movie. Yeah, no, that no. Dear Dictator is the foot fetish movie. Earth Girls Are Easy is the based movie. True, 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 true. I'm glad we established this. Hell yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, it just, it's just really good. I, I, I just it just feels like a good release just watching a movie where Michael Caine actually has a real fucking role for once. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And he does a very good job. He's very good in the movie. Yeah, yeah it was kind of a shame. Like he had a. Dude, what is it with Kane being in Nolan films? I feel like Alfred's just have an identity, just switch, just going on. Yeah, I think it was a multiverse. And yeah. Kane's just in there. His main role is Alfred, but for the most part, he just has different personalities. Ooh, <laughs> Had, a, a Christopher Nolan multiverse movie where Alfred, his role in uh his role in Interstellar meet and then his role in Tenet meets them, and then his role in Inception meets them, and then his role in Dunkirk, it's just the plane the disembodied plane radio, just his voice on the plane radio. <laughs> My god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, I just think like maybe just Alpha just has a bunch of like roles that he has, has to do with that when, when he's not becoming a butler. It's just mm, like yeah. why does why does no one just bring this dude back? <laughs> he's known in other films of his. It's just like can you can't think of any other person. You just gotta kind of reuse the same actors. No offense. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just you know, I'm, just, I, I'm it, just joshing about it. Yeah, if if a director has a good relationship with an actor, you know what? It, it's like his like when Nolan brings back uh, Killian Murphy, like yeah. you know, he's in the Batman movies. Uh, it keeps changing. I feel like I feel like Killian's more Irish, but I mean, I'm I just you I'm, Killian you know Murphy. You know what? I'll say both Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy. Okay. He's in Inception. He's in the Batman movies. He's in Dunkirk, and he's in Oppenheimer. True, but he, I can at least distinguish him as different characters. Whereas I feel like whenever Michael Caine shows up, not not saying that Michael Caine isn't a bad actor, but I feel like when he shows up, I'm still just like, oh, that's Michael Caine. Um, oh, hey, dictator. Yeah. Oh, here. Uh, hey, dear dictator. <laughs> yeah. What's up? 
<laughs> dictator guy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like a shame just to see like his character passing. But I think the scene after that was with Murph just like just saying like you knew this didn't you like i just got chills yeah. like what is happening what yeah. the fuck is happening what do you mean a ride why is murph yeah. like sounding so sinister right now i'm so fucking i was like again the that's, acting that's... is very good i'm that's not a fan of the dialogue but i'm a fan of the delivery yeah no yeah that's when i realized like this okay this movie is getting like fucking wild like mm -hmm. i don't <laughs> and it just gets more wilder as it goes on yeah yeah for sure for sure i think like especially like like when the whole like when they when uh i don't even know how the fuck how uh cooper even ended up in like in the fifth dimension realm sort of thing it, it was kind of like a shame being like wait why did he just leave like Anne hathaway like that i thought they were getting home together why did he ditch him like that what the fuck yeah the, again again it's not on the same level as tenant but the confusing stuff in the second half is the reason why I'm not entirely a fan of it. Again, something I'm hooked, like Memento, but yet still confuzzled. Right, something like Memento, something like Oppenheimer. Even when those get confusing, I'm still there for the ride because what I do understand, I really, really like. So yeah, but no, like I think like yeah, but like when trying to phrase that, but uh, no, when it came to him being in the fifth dimension realm and seeing like. Oh, that's the back of the bookshelf. That's it, it's, like I said. It just keeps getting more wild. That's that's the way I can just describe this movie. This this movie is wild, mm -hmm. and just just yeah. seeing him realizing he was the ghost this whole time. Oh my god, that is it is it's like how he can just like just revert back to any sort of time within that shelf messing with like murph with knocking the books down and stuff like that and the morse co code mm. and I, yeah. I thought like i thought when at first when she was saying like the message reads stay i just figured okay she's just saying that just being delusional no he typed that out he mm. typed that out for her which just blew my mind and i'm just here just thinking to myself please change please cause a time paradox where you reunite with her please for the love of god we didn't really get that, and I know that probably would sound cliche to do so, but, like, dude, I I just wish, like, he could have just altered time, because I just wanted him to be back with his daughter, dude. Not, I not, mean, he does. I mean, yeah, she's but, she's played like, by Ellen Burstyn instead. Or at least just to where, like, you know, he would have his life back, and he wasn't, like, stranded on Earth for, like, a hundred like years or so. That's, mm. that's just the... Well, not exactly a hundred years, but you know what I mean, but, like, to where, like, yeah, you know, yeah. he got to, he was there for most of his life. And it was kind of interesting seeing Murph actually, like, you know, working with NASA, despite the fact, you know, she was totally against the whole thing. So just being like, oh, she, she works for them now? Oh, okay. I, I guess. But what? I thought right. you had a grudge against yeah. them, but okay. That, I, don't, sure. I don't know. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. But no, yeah, I think like that that scene alone of like the of the fifth dimensional plane, I think really just kind of sold it for me of just like, okay, yeah, I I think I kind of under I kind of get the hype for this now in a way. I can see that, sure. And then like seeing him actually like you know, I guess somehow surviving and being found in this, uh, fucking Inception ass of a new planet they're on. 
Well, they're the, on like a space station that's like outside of like what Saturn or something like that. Oh wait, is it? I just figured like yeah, it's oh, like, this is like a new planet they're on now. Where the no, so it's like, like a it's like it's a space station, but it's in like that weird uh, cylindrical shape. Um, but like it's supposed to like uh, it's supposed to like mimic like Earth's atmosphere, but it's just you know in a cylinder shape where they can like walk around it. I guess. That was so bizarre, honestly. It was bizarre. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, like, yeah, because, like, when it looked like that, it reminded me of, like, that scene from Inception where, like, the, like, the, like, the ground was, like, lifting upwards and it was, like, it was at an angle. Like, you see yeah, how, like, exactly. the cities and buildings were, like, lifting, like, on it, like, the ground was, like, moving upwards, like, yeah, on its yeah, side. Yeah. That's what it reminded yeah. me of, like, what are we in Inception World now? What the fuck? <laughs> Inception World, coming to Disney World. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be cool but uh but yeah just and and the fact that they they said he's like 124 now i'm just like who the fuck he ain't why, why do you think <laughs> okay but no <laughs> fry was over a thousand years old oh fuck. what's his excuse <laughs> fuck i don't want to think that uh, but, no mean, you know what you know what's fucked fair. up about you know what's fucked up about Fry's age is that there's that episode where they go like completely forward in time that they start time over, meaning Fry's and they do it like again. So like Fry is like he's like the oldest creature to ever live. Like, oh. isn't that fucked up? <laughs> yeah, kinda. I mean you put Futurama's it like that. fucked up when you think about it. Like, <laughs> like that one episode kind of just fucks me fun up. Fucked up. Cause they like go so forward in time that like everything starts over again and they go into like the new dimension i guess like oh my god that show is so oh god up. imagine imagine <laughs> i love that with interstellar <laughs> yeah he like went so forward in time yeah oh oh dude actually that actually would have been like really cool to see him like if like they didn't like he didn't like make it back to that earth so he just he lives on in a different new in a new like big bane timeline i guess yeah that would probably I be like so. insane to do but yeah. like i think I think with what they got away with in this ending, again, I'm not again, even though I'm not a fan of the story, I think it was as it, it was the best they could have done with that. Um, and I like that they have Ellen Burstyn. Uh, I think she's a good actress. I love her in The Exorcist. I don't love her in The Exorcist Believer, but uh, you know, you know what? Interstellar is a better movie than Exorcist Believer. How about True. that? True. <laughs> no, yeah, but like seeing him actually like getting to reunite with her was like, you know, I'm glad that you know. That he finally got to do that, despite the fact that yeah, you know, she's like old now, yeah. and uh, I, I is she on her deathbed or does she just like wake up from like a hypersleep or some shit? I think she's like I think they explain like she's you know really really old, so like this is like hospice care in the future. Damn, um, something like that. But yeah, I I did like that. I really like that like that ending. How like it's just being like, hey. Uh, Anne Hathaway is still out there. You you bought yeah. you probably want to go find her, and like you see him like leaving the ship as he's like trying to go back out there to save her, and I just got chills from that. Just like oh my god, dude, well, is he what saving an ending. her or is he going to find her? Because the planet that she lands on with Case is like gonna be New Earth. Like I, oh, that's, that's right. The, she can take her helmet I think off. That, yeah, I think that's what it's implying because like there's that because they they have those three planets. They have the water planet that ends up being a bust. They have Doctor Man's planet which ends up being a bust. But then they there's that third planet they keep talking about, um, 
with that person that Anne Hathaway is talking about a lot, I'm pretty sure that's the planet she's on at the end. And like, that's supposed to imply like, oh, she's, she's found earth too. And we need to go find her. But, uh, Matthew McConaughey is just like sneaking onto a ship to go find her. I, I don't understand the ending, but whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Just being like, Hey, Anne's still out there. I want to go find her. And so yeah. he sets off to go find her, and we're just left with that. Like, we don't see, like, what happens next. And I think that's, the, I feel like that's just the thing, like, I hear people say about Nolan's films. Just, like, it just, you just got to come up with the imagination to see what happens next. That's what just leaves I'm you glad, on. yes, I'm glad we didn't get a sequel to Interstellar. I'm glad this is what we have. Like, I agree. if you're going to have, uh, like, you know, because, like, everything has to have a sequel nowadays. It's just like, no. Not really. A, I mean, a movie I can just be its own thing, you know. Just leave it there, you know. Yeah, it's the same thing with Memento. Same thing with Oppenheimer. We don't need sequels to these movies. I think like they Oppenheimer en- got its story straight from beginning to end. Like, I don't think like yeah. why there's anything to go on to continue about it. Yeah, there's nothing more to the story. Like what we saw is what we got, and yeah. I think that's fine. And you know what? I respect Interstellar for doing that. Like we, I know. Like I remember when I was like doing some research, and I saw like you know some articles on Google being you know clickbaity articles being like when's Interstellar two happening? And then you know you read it, and it's just like it's not happening. It's like no, because it shouldn't happen. No, like when, this when, is... when does no one ever do a sequel if this works? Well, The Dark Knight. Oh, but well, then also, but then, but well, then also, I mean, the Dark Knight Rises didn't work. So okay, <laughs> you know, well, that's, a, that's a Batman product. That's not an original like work. Yeah, Nolan no, of course, no, you're, ab- you're like, absolutely right. Yeah, yes. So of course, yes, that has an right. exception. That's an exception. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, this, like I said, this movie was just fucking like fo- fucking wild, and probably, uh, probably hell, maybe probably the most wildest. No one film I've seen of the bunch. I kid you not. Hmm. It was like I don't think like any other film I've seen of him just just left that much of a holy fucking shit. What the hell did I just watch? Sort of moment, sort of thing. Like I my review, I I had no words for it. All I could say was Jesus Christ. You know what? You know what? Um, I feel like we've done a bunch of these now. Do you? have an idea of what your nolan ranking is so far of the movies of the movies we've talked about on the podcast i so do far. have a ranking on letterbox i okay. think later down the line it would probably be a fun idea to do like a like a shifrilla style video of it and i would like mm-hmm. to have you involved like honestly like i'd right. love to hear you like bring in like your you can bring like a short segment and be like what's your thoughts on it and be like a crowded video yeah. So yeah. Well, would... so so like of the movies we've seen thus far in terms of Nolan films, um, how would you rank them? The like so far as like you know just to be like we've made it this far in the Nolan quest. Like how like how would you rank those? So far, um, I don't know. And I I may like I may differ it later on, but mm-hmm. um, so far we have Tenet, Dunkirk, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, Interstellar. Inception, Oppenheimer, Dark Knight, Memento. And that's from worst to best? Yes. Okay. Well, well. so of the movies we've talked about, like exclusively on the podcast, I would probably go Memento, Oppenheimer, uh, 
Dunkirk, Interstellar, Tenet. That was best to worst for me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it may change. It may change. Who knows? Yeah, mine, mine may change. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, like I said, when I was trying to rank Interstellar, I was, like, really debating, like, what do I rank this? I really don't know. Like, like mm. I, I thought it was flawed, but then again, I really kind of had an enjoyment with it. It was just like, I don't, I don't really know. And, and it also just came with the fact of, where do I rank this? Do I like this more than the Batman in Dark Knight Rises? Or or what? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just something like, because we've talked about a bunch of Nolan films so far in our Nolan quest, I figured, yeah, where where are we at in our Nolan quest? Maybe I just right? need to like, we watch some of these. That way I have like a better like mindset of like, how to like right. place them all. Sure, sure. Yeah. Especially if I want to do a video on it at a later point in my life. I feel like maybe one thing I definitely like about, I guess, why I probably liked Interstellar more, because, like, the fact that, like, I had such a wild <laughs> experience with this movie, I guess that's probably would make sense, knowing the fact of how much uh, the Xenoblade series has blown my fucking mind with how it, it's world building, and with the fact of, like, when it comes to, like, the, 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 sh the death and rebirth of recreation and destruction of, you know, world creating... With when it, cause like, oh man, I can't really like. I mean, then I couldn't. I, I yeah, I probably can't explain it. Cause like, you have to think like when it comes to the worlds of Xenoblade, it they're kind of created because of just of the fact that you know, the original Earth itself, like that we we there's an actual world itself that like where you live on that does exist in the Xenoblade universe, but was kind of eradicated all because of a fucking a zohar monument that uh dr klaus found and started fucking with it so after that yeah he kind of calls a kind of bit of a a world wipe to where you know the remains of that world was left in the ruins of all rest and you have this new world that's an endless ocean like you know interstellar where it's like endless ocean and there's nothing but there's like only two giants that exist on it bionis and mechanis so it so xenoblade does have like a lot of like seifel elements that just blow my mind out of the water that i guess kind of is why i feel like i have that vibe with interstellar because of just the idea of like you know the death and rebirth of worlds and stuff like that and you know multiverse and shit like that and just space sure Oh, I could say the same with the Saga series and Gears, but I've yet to play the Saga trilogy mm. and and Gears. But I've I but I mean you know me I I'm a huge fan of Gears. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also would go with you know with my story of you know the Mortoverse, like I've talked about you know in Morto, like on the Faust episode, and how like you know that also has some stuff to do about you know death and rebirth of worlds and creativity and shit like that. What's dying? What's living? What causes it? Shit like that. Fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> Dogs and cats living <laughs> together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> well, I think we can both agree that you're going to eventually add Interstellar to your uh, collection. I doubt it's going to be that DVD. I, I'm pretty sure you'll want it on a nice Blu-ray. No, yeah. I When I have more money, I'll probably want to buy a Blu-ray. Like I yeah. said, I just, I bought the DVD because, you know, I had to see this movie. I had no way to do so. So this is just kind of a bit of like, you know, last resort option. 
Yeah, I will not be adding Interstellar to my collection. Um, it's the same thing as and Tenet fuck you or for that Dunkirk. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't have much passion for these movies. Um, but I mean, the good news is, I mean, not to spoil the 2023 episode that I'm recording with Bamison tomorrow. Um, oh boy, you know, I have it on. I have Oppenheimer on 4K. I'm keeping that. So, <laughs> well, I just own it regularly on Blu-ray because I don't own a 4K player. Yeah, no, but yeah. like I watched, I watched it on the Blu-ray, so good. It's oh yeah, so I good. agree. I love, but no, yeah. I love Oppenheimer. I think, I think, I think one more thing I want to say, but like before we move on, is like, I probably like I haven't made a tweet about this, but like, no one really kind of just has a way of like picking himself back up again when it comes to fumbling with the movie he had before and knows how to redeem himself and fixes that in his next work. Like he can, mm. I, like he, it's an, it's either rise. He can, he can fall, but he knows how to rise back up again with what to do next for his next work. That's why with with Tenet, you know, it was his recent film for the most part, and it wasn't really that good. But you know, he stood up his game and got and he redeemed himself with Oppenheimer. Oh so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you were telling me how like you know, it went from from Interstellar to dunkirk you know like you know he, he thought he kind of fell a bit but that got back up again when it came to dunkirk and just yeah, like how, i mean you know, i do i started... do like dunkirk more than on interstellar yeah and um heck and with uh you know well when he when he had a bit of a rough start with following you know he definitely stood up his game when it came to memento yeah and i've yet and to see yeah. following but i know like i've heard you told me it's kind of a weak film I mean, again, no matter how many weak films Nolan will make, I still like his good stuff. Like, oh, no, yeah. You know, they're still yeah. enjoyable in its own way. Like, they're not entirely bad. Besides Tenet. I, even Tenet, like, as many problems as I have, I wouldn't say that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've definitely I I seen far too. worse. I think I, just, I think I just hate on it too much, just out of ironic enjoyment. <laughs> well, it is funny. It is funny to make fun of. I just know I don't hate Tenant. I just I just bash on it a lot because it's funny. Yeah, he ordered his hot sauce an hour ago. Exactly. Oh my god. <coughs> oh, good lord. Well, uh, it's been a light year of talking about this movie. I feel like we talked about a lot with oh, Interstellar. God, we spent like an hour and a half on this. Good lord. Yeah, we still have we still have to talk about a movie in my collection. I'm surprised <laughs> Interstellar was like as long as Oppenheimer because you told me it's like oh it's like three hours long. I'm like dead ass yeah. and then i look at it yeah. one time oh shit well let's talk about a shorter movie now what do yeah. you say speaking yeah, of that's like year, 69 minutes is it really 69 minutes let me think. it was like an hour and nine minutes when i looked at the runtime last night oh yeah 70 minutes long <laughs> shit no 69 fuck yeah. that's a funny number what the fuck what well, i mean what well, well mordo this is the occasional VHS tape, and you know that they don't have menus. So what is what is ever on the tape is a part of the movie watching experience. So we're talking about Buzz Lightyear of Star Command: The Adventure Begins, starring Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, for some reason he wanted to talk about a cartoon movie. For some reason, yes, I, I did. I, so I, 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 it wasn't my idea. I just went along with it, being like, <laughs> all right, fine, have it your way. I could have yeah. been talking about something better, but okay. Listen, okay, to keep up the uh, theme of space movies, I thought it would be fun for us to talk about 
the Buzz Lightyear movie from the year 2000 because, well, you know, it's a space movie. It takes place in space. Uh, there's aliens and whatnot. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is a movie that has fascinated me for years. Really? Um, I've, only had, I've only had the VHS for like a couple months, I believe. But it's a movie that I watched as a kid and I've thought about it. Like I remember like being obsessed with it when I was a kid, um, you know, because I, I love toy story growing up. I love toy story too. I love those movies. They were a huge part of my childhood. Um, and I remember seeing commercials on like other Disney videotapes that I have had from like the late nineties, early two thousands that advertised a Buzz Lightyear movie. And as a kid, I thought that was the coolest shit ever. I'm like, holy shit, a Buzz Lightyear movie? That can't fail. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, 20 years later. Um, but Well, shit. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that one. No, I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the good one, okay? Yeah. So, well, I guess we have to talk a little bit about the bad one. So, obviously... We well, I'll just mention that in 2022... When I was prep preparing to see the movie Lightyear, I thought it would be fun to rewatch this movie because it's like, you know what? I hadn't seen it in like well over a decade at that point. Like I'm talking like maybe even closer to 15 years since I had seen it last. Like I had like I literally was a small child when I had last seen this Buzz Lightyear Star Command movie. Um, and I thought, hey, what better way to watch it than to watch it to prepare for Lightyear? And I really liked it. Like, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, I loved it as a child because I watched it and, you know, I loved anything as a child. But then I watched it again as an adult about to see Lightyear and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really fun. Like, it's it's not, like, amazing. It's not on the same level as the first two Toy Stories, which are, you know, amazing films. But, like, it was still a lot of fun for what it was. You know, because it's it's this blatant cash grab spin-off of toy story um but for what it for it being a blatant cash grab spin-off of toy story i still thought it was a lot of fun and then as the story goes i went and saw lightyear in theaters and i was like oh this is embarrassing <laughs> but we'll that's how they massacred a, my boy yeah that's for a different day i don't i don't want to spend this whole time shitting on Lightyear. I just I just want to praise Buzz Lightyear Star Command. I want to be positive this episode because I know a lot of people probably don't like the fact I didn't like Interstellar, but let me talk about something I am passionate about, and that is Buzz Lightyear Star Command, The Adventure Begins. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, I, I will admit, like, I think I remember owning this movie on VHS and seeing it when I was a bit younger. I thought it was pretty mm -hmm. good, but, like, you know, I, I probably ain't much of a huge, like, I wasn't, like, maybe not, like, a big as, like, Pixar fan. Uh, I mean, no, Toy Story fan as much as you are, but, like, I mean, I do enjoy mm. those movies, but, I'm like, I'm not, like, a hyper fan about it. <laughs> and, right. Like, so no, I wasn't, I didn't, fair. so I didn't really have the same, like, hype experience as you, Dad, of, like, of a Buzz Lightyear movie. But, like, I mean, oh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, they actually, like, did, like, an an like animated film for that, which was oh, actually dude. meant to be a TV pilot film for, you know, a oh, TV was... series. It w well, yeah, because they did make the TV series. It was obviously, like I said, it, it is so blatantly a backdoor pilot for this uh, TV series that they made. Like, they are so shameless about it. Like, and that's the thing is, like, even though it's a blatant spinoff of Toy Story, it's basically just to cash in on the hype of Buzz Lightyear as a character from Toy Story. Yeah. Like, it's so blatant. 
But even with all of these things that should make it like a cynical cash grab, it doesn't feel cynical to me. I don't know. Just something about it works where it's like, I feel like the people making it, they know it's a cynically made product, but they're still doing the best that they can because they respect the character of Buzz Lightyear so much. Something that another movie didn't do. But, you know, like, and I'm not trying to, like, say this is, like, an amazing feat in, like, Disney cinema. But, like, when I look at, when I watch this movie, after having seen the recent A material from, like, because remember, this is, like, Disney's B material in the year 2000. And it's better than Disney's A material now. Like, I will definitely True. go on record saying that. Like, it is, it blows movies like Wish and Strange World out of the fucking water. Like, it is, again, it's not even, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen. But considering I'm watching an, a fun animated film from the year 2000, and I'm getting something significantly more impactful than Disney's, like, supposedly century in the making magnum opus from this year that says a lot doesn't it you know yeah so yeah. i but like and i will admit i was incredibly hyped for this movie as a kid like i'm not kidding like when i was a kid and i saw like this star wars-esque trailer of like this like these like this like ti these titles floating in space being like since the dawn of time buzz lightyear blah 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 like and then you hear buzz lightyear go like to infinity and beyond like they don't even show like they don't show any uh footage from the movie like that's all i had like as a kid when watching when i saw that trailer for the first time was just like this you're in space you see these like floating text this floating text kind of like star wars just being like buzz lightyear of star command the movie and i'm like holy shit like that was incredibly that was incredibly hype for me as a kid like i thought that was the coolest thing ever and then when uh, i eventually I'm i want to say i oh go ahead uh i'm kind of curious did you think it was going to be like a, a like a 3d animated pixar film when you were young or like what did you expect that it was going to look like you know I don't know what I would have expected, but I will say when I watched the movie and it starts off with the Toy Story characters in 3D and then it like goes in and then you go into their TV as they're watching it and it turns into 2D, I was surprised as a kid. I was like, oh, Buzz Lightyear in 2D. That's weird because when I think Buzz Lightyear, I think his character in Toy Story when he's like in 3D. So seeing him in 2D... And seeing Zerg in 2D and seeing the little green men in 2D was a little off-putting at first. I think I got over it. Like, I wasn't, like, disappointed. It was just, it was just like, weird to see at first. Because, you know, you're used to these versions of these characters. And so they, it was a little... It, it just came off as a little shocking. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing, I guess. No, yeah, um, I agree. I will say, though, I like the 2D... Uh, animation in this movie i think what i love what i love about this animation this animation is that it's it's so obviously tv budget where like it's not like it's not disney 2d like it's not aladdin 2d or lion king 2d it is it is dis it's like it's practically disney sequel 2d where you remember I mean, like the direct video well and it is from the same director as the aladdin sequels 
Tad Stones. Um, Wait, seriously? Hold up. Y- yeah, no, he directed he directed the Aladdin sequels, so Return of Jafar and uh, King of Thieves. What the fuck? Actually, good what? sequels. <laughs> Real. I know, I know. That's I'm, that probably also ties into why I love this movie so much. Like because I love the Aladdin sequels. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're actually like probably like, like one of the rare good ones. Yeah, very rare good ones. But like I think the reason why is because well, so the Aladdin sequels, the animation was not very good when compared to the original, like the original Aladdin. You have this like kind of you have this like sort of prestigious this prestige, this sophistication that comes with that animation. Whereas here the animation is definitely a lot simpler, a lot wackier for sure. But I feel like what why it works in the context of this movie is because, you know, it is a wacky Saturday morning schlockfest. Like it's supposed to be it's supposed to harken back to like these Saturday morning serials, like these space serials, like similar to like this kind of stuff that like George Lucas grew up with when he watched like Flash Gordon um, or like, you know, the the those stupid like 80s 80s shows like he-man masters masters of the universe and transformers where they're like these stupid stupid space shows that are supposed to sell toys like that's what this buzz lightyear show is supposed to be it's supposed to be the buzz lightyear show that andy watches in the context of the toy story universe and i feel that more so with this movie than i do the other movie that oh yeah, that claims to be the movie that Andy saw. No, yeah, that's right. Because I remember that's how they promoted me. Like, oh yeah, this is the movie <clears throat> what Andy saw that got him into the buzz. And I'm like, bruh, no, it's dude, not. no, dude, no. hold on, you you a- can't tell me this. Not. You cannot tell me this when this movie literally just starts off just saying, hey, the cartoon is canon in universe. No, this is the shit he fucking saw. Don't don't yeah. give me that. The, yeah, the, the cartoons canon movie, in universe. Yeah, no, this movie starts off with the Toy Story characters watching the movie, and they yeah. actually have them in 3D. They have the characters. It, it's a little obvious that it's not the same voice actor. So someone like Buzz and Rex are obviously voiced by Tim Allen and Wallace Shawn, respectively. But Woody is not voiced by Tom Hanks. <laughs> Wait, that's that wasn't. No, that oh, was gotta... his brother, Jim Hanks. <laughs> Oh, I have to go back and re-listen to that, but like, yeah, no, yeah, but like, no, the fact that it starts off with them like actually like watching this movie kind of just confirms mm-hmm. that the cartoon is canon in Universe of Toy Story. Yes. Therefore, this is more accurate to that universe than whatever the fuck Lightyear was. Yeah, and I no, will the, die the, on that hill to defend that no, statement. I will too. I will too because yeah, no. Instead of a black screen that says, like, this is the movie Andy watched when he was 12 years old. It's like, no, that's bullshit. Here, they actually have the characters sit down. They watch the movie. And the movie genuinely feels like a Saturday morning cartoon that a little boy would watch and find enjoyment in. You want to know why? I was that little boy who watched it and found enjoyment in it. You know, it's... uh, I was scrolling through the letterbox while you were talking earlier, and I saw a review for Lightyear. And I just died a little on the inside. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna share it with us. <laughs> I did. No, no. I I, I was gonna send it to you, and just oh, see your reaction. Then I'll then I'll say what it was. Oh. 
Disney and Pixar's Interstellar. Oh, you, oh. you salty. I know I follow you, but you, you did not. You did not just <laughs> say that. You did not. I even I won't go that far. Like I won't go that far and say Lightyear's Disney's Interstellar. <laughs> I will find you, and I will hurt you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Salty, come on the podcast someday. <laughs> I may or may not break uh, your bones for that statement. No, Mordo, we want to have Salty on the podcast someday. <laughs> then apologize. Apologize to me right now. Apologize to Nolan right now. Your sins uh, will not go unpunished. Oh... Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> let's let's be more positive. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I love you. Oca- yeah, we love Salty. Well, come on, we're talking about the occasional VHS tape. This is so rare on the podcast because it's well, true because it's occasional. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, like, but I, that's the thing with this movie. Like, I will not argue it as being an amazing film, but I will argue it as being the best it could have been. You know, because like. When I think of, like, if you're going to make a cash grab, uh, like, trying to cash in on the success of Toy Story, I feel like this is the best thing you could have made because it's, you know, the animation is a lot of fun. It's very expressive um, while also being super dramatic when it needs to be. Like, some of the shadowing and the colors are really gorgeous to look at. Again, not the most gorgeous, but for a TV budget, pretty damn good, honestly. Like, there's effort put into it, and I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And I will even say, like, you know, I feel like Tim Allen genuinely feels like the same Buzz Lightyear we've grown to love. Like, he's still playing a different character than the Buzz we're familiar with, because, you know, this is Buzz in context of being in like being actually being a space ranger he's not buzz the character we know who thinks he's a space ranger who then turns out is a toy like this is the buzz lightyear that the toy is based off of so it's a different character but again he works like when i think tim allen he tim allen is my buzz lightyear i know there's like a version with like patrick warburton oh yeah that's right yeah so i want to talk about that so yeah so please please um yeah, so like we said earlier, this is meant to be a this is a pilot movie for, you know, the TV show that came that came with it afterwards. There is a variant of this movie that is made for an a for a TV cut, but Tim was Tim's lines was redubbed over by none other than Joe Swanson. <laughs> and so I wanted to try to rewatch the movie watching that cut to just compare, but honestly, I think like just eight minutes in, I'm just I just thought to myself, I'm sorry, I I can't, I I just yeah. couldn't do it. No offense to Patrick, I'm sure he's a no. good guy, loves acting, you know, funny Joe Swanson guy, stuff like that. But uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Pat, this, you, 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 this role was not made for you. I'm sorry. Well, so it's interesting because on this VHS tape, they actually have they advertise like stay around after the credits for a sneak peek on the buzz light year of star command tv show and i'm like ooh, tantalizing and i actually watched the trailer and it was basically supposed and it was 
it was with Patrick Warburton as Buzz, which is funny because the VHS I have is the version with Tim Allen as Buzz, and it even yeah, because that's it, like it, the TV, that's like the movie, like yeah. it blatantly advertises saying like starring Tim Allen, so you know it's Tim Allen. But then like yeah, then the trailer at the end it starts off with Buzz being voiced by Patrick Warburton being like, hey, it's Oh god, I got I gotta like hold on, I gotta prepare hey, Patrick Warburton. Like... <laughs> Isma. Isma, my spinach puffs. Okay. <laughs> hey all you uh space rangers out there, it's Buzz Lightyear, it's me. Hey, B movie. It's just like uh it's not the same. Uh, yeah. Look, I love Patrick Warburton. Love him. He's great. Like, he's even in the movie as the little green men. Like, like, that's really funny it's not the same voice actor who played the little green men in the first two toy stories i think that's like a pixar animator oh, i wish i remembered who it was but like but like they still sound like the little green men but they definitely have a twang of patrick warburton to them where they're just like we are the unimind i had no, <laughs> like, idea, I had no idea patrick was involved yeah no he, play, he plays all the, he plays all the lgms he's that's really insane. good yeah, so he yeah, is no, a yeah, good I voice that the voice sounded a bit off than their voices sounded like in, in the movies. <laughs> yeah. We are the Unimind. Uh, Unimind. We believe <laughs> Unimind. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's really good. He's just, but he's not Buzz. Like, yeah, no, when yeah. I think Buzz Lightyear, I think Tim Allen's voice. I don't know, like, I don't know, like, what, I don't know why Tim didn't really, like, continue the, doing the voice of Buzz for the TV show. Like, I mean, he does, like, I TV mean, roles. Home Improvement, yeah, but, hello. But I think he, maybe, like, contractually, he wasn't able to work something out. Because, like, again, he'd have to be going in every day to, like, voice lines for Buzz Lightyear. And I'm sure he was just like, I don't want to do this for a stupid TV show. Which is like, okay, but you wanted to do two other Santa Claus movies and then a Santa Claus TV show on Disney Plus years later? Like, okay, dude. Like, if you're too good for Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> so, I don't know. But you know what? As long as we got him in the movie role, that's fine by me because he really works in the movie. He really does, yeah. Um, And I really like the other voice actors. So, Zerg... Is played by Wayne Knight, which is wait what? Yes, Newman from Seinfeld. No is Zerg. fucking way, right? It works. No, like, yeah, dude. This this voice cast kind of wilds me. I'll I'll go on, but uh, how did yeah. you finish? I just I just want to say like Wayne Knight. You think like when you think Wayne Knight, you think funny, and yeah, because Wayne Knight was in Toy Story two because he was Al. In Toy Story 2. No, yeah, yeah. But, he sounds exactly like he does in, in the actual movies. But he actually works as Zerg because Zerg is supposed to be this, like, you know, super kind of... He, he's, like, this super insecure guy, but, like, he's supposed to be evil. But, like, he, he's, like, a parody of Darth Vader, like, amping up, like, the insecurities of Darth Vader. You know, it's as if, like, Anakin actually was Darth Vader. Like, like if Darth Vader acted how Anakin acted in the prequels. Like, that's what Zerg is, sort of. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, like, it works really well because, like, they, they, like, deepen his voice. So, like, he sounds pathetic at times, but you still buy him being this, like, threatening villain to the main characters because he is somewhat intelligent enough. But he is also 
does have a bit of an ego to him and so that's his downfall because he's because he's just because he's just so funny he's and just the way he acts around his minions the way he acts around like buzz it's 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 beautiful i i love wayne knight in this movie he works really really well as zerg but yeah you you have a a voice actor you wanted to bring up I will say, though, before I go on, uh, I do, I think, like, what I like about Sarkman is, like, I love, like, the world building and its characters. Like, they're mm. definitely, like, yeah, I think they're probably like, more enjoyable and, like, fun and creative than what the heck Lightyear did. I didn't even oh. watch the movie, but I just took everyone's word for it, just being like, it's not good, don't watch it, which I didn't. I, I'll i take XR, voiced by Larry Miller and uh, Nova. Like, I'll take those characters far more than taika watiti <laughs> like it's it's no oh, yeah. not a contest no speaking of nova when i heard her voice i'm just like wait why does she sound familiar to me so i had to look her up mm. uh, her voice actor is nicole sullivan and i wasn't hearing things yeah that's joan of arc from clone high <laughs> yeah because that, that's like the one like i guess like the only like voice i like i role i know her for so just hearing nova mm. i'm just like that's Joan of Arc from Clone High. What the hell? Abe, I want you. You want me to what? <laughs> Man, I just wish that second season was better. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? You know what was good was Buzz Lightyear Star Command. <laughs> and you know what else was good? Abandoned Pools. Cl- hey, new album's Cl- coming Clone out High this season this, one. this this the sixteenth. Can't wait for that. Oh, look at that. Oh, dude, I've been. So, yeah. you have no idea. I've been so hyped about it. Oh, I'm sure you have them. Oh yeah, but yeah, no, I I really do like Nova's character in this. Like, uh, she's not the greatest written female character in a movie, but like, she was a lot of fun, and she was really funny again because she's voiced by someone who is funny in other things. Like, true, yeah, Nicole Sullivan, really funny as Joan of Arc in Clone High season one. I should I should reiterate that season yeah. one Clone High. <laughs> um, and yeah, then the other side characters like Booster. He was really funny. Larry Miller as XR. He was really funny. Like, just really funny characters in this like, movie. Actually, good cast of characters. There's like, yeah, have like unique design to them, and how like they're like they're like different. Like, yeah, there's like yeah. definitely like Nova's like definitely different from you know, uh, you know the rest of the Star Command crew. You know, bus, uh, mm-hmm. Booster. I almost said Buster. Yeah, good Lord. Yeah, the yeah. Booster. Yeah. No. Oh, and then can we? Can we talk about warp dark matter? Uh, Buzz's Ooh, yeah, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I like how it establishes them early on, and you know they're kind of bantering as partners do, and it's and it's funny. Like it's obviously like written for comedic effect, but it's funny. Like I genuinely buy them as partners, and then warp dies, dies in quotation marks. So here's the thing. I'm going to be honest, because I was a stupid little child, I did not see the twist coming where it's revealed that Warp is like the bad guy. He's the secret twist villain. Um, I did not see that coming as a child. When I watched it as an adult, I'm like, okay, no, it was definitely obvious because it's the same voice actor when he's like, when he's, when he's like in that Boba Fett like outfit where his voice is kind of like, yeah, Agent Z, like how his like voice is like kind of, uh, is lowered so then you don't you're not supposed to recognize him but it's like okay that's still Diedrich Bader I know who it is like but even though like I was a stupid child who didn't see it coming or like even if I know see it now it's obvious it's still a genuinely good twist like because Buzz didn't know like 
And so when Buzz eventually learns, because he had no reason to learn, he had no reason to know it was. So when Buzz learns it, he's devastated. And it's it's honestly, it ties into, again, I'm not trying to say this is like beautifully written. This is not Shakespeare, but this is for what it is really good. You know, like when it's Buzz fun, finds out writing. That, yeah, when he finds out that his partner was a twist villain the whole time and like he didn't he wasn't actually a true friend to him like that's devastating for buzz and i buy that completely unlike the twist villain in the lightyear movie again i'm trying not to bring that up but i have to because you don't understand this movie trumps the other one significantly in every fucking department yeah like, it's so good <laughs> no i agree yeah it's, we, so. trash on it all you want i don't care go yeah. ahead yeah i know they don't care i'll trash on it yeah, no, they don't care. <laughs> they don't. But like, and if you do I care, love... what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. But then again, I I'm sorry love... we hurt your feelings. Dude, well, I will hurt anybody's feelings who likes Lightyear because guess what? You should be watching Buzz Lightyear Star Command. True. That is the better movie. But you know what? You want to know the reason why people haven't watched it as much is because it's not on Disney Plus. It's not. Wait, it's not. It's not. The is the, sh- you is know the show is? on there? No, the show's not on there. The movie's not on there. What are Light they doing? Is on there. They're fucking up apparently. Like oh, at shit. the moment, maybe it'll come later on because you know, maybe at some point they'll have the foresight to actually put it on there. Maybe it'll come on. At the moment, it's not on there, and that pisses me off because it's a really fun movie. Like, am I hyping it up a lot? Probably, but I still think it's worth watching because. I think it's a really fun movie. I want people to experience it because this is a huge part of my childhood. And watching it again, it still holds up in my opinion. Like, yeah, that's very rare for me to watch a movie from my childhood and to watch it again and still get something fun out of it. Like a lot of what a lot of the movie, like obviously there are movies that I've watched that I watched as a kid that I watch years later that are timeless stuff like star Wars stuff like the Muppet movie. Like those are movies that I watched as a kid that are just as good as I remember them. But there are those movies that I watch that don't hold up as much. And so when I watch those again, they really disappoint me and it's really, really frustrating. Um, but this is an example of it of, I got the good ending here with Buzz Lightyear star command. It's still a good movie. And I'm I, I I'm just so happy about that. I really am. I guess the I guess one more thing I wanted to say about it. Uh, and I, I don't. Did you watch the credits? Uh, or did you like stop yeah, watching? No, yeah. I I okay. I read the credits roll. I didn't know if like if we were gonna like cut back to uh you know the Toy Story crew being like, wow, that was a great movie, guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. They 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 did not bring back the Toy Story characters. Which as a kid I was kind of bothered by that. I'm like, well, wait. What do they think of the movie? <laughs> like, I don't know what they thought. I wanted to like go back to it, being like, "Well, those movies, guys. I mean, what's your thoughts on it?" I'm gonna I'm gonna assume Rex loved it the most because Rex seems True. like a huge yeah, no, yeah, he was fan. like really hyped for it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I wanted to bring up was during the credits they have the Buzz Lightyear Star Command theme sung by William Shatner. Actually, let me rephrase that because he doesn't sing. No, no, William, he really doesn't. William Shatner does not sing. Even though he has like a music career, he does not sing. He just says stuff. So he's like, to infinity 
and beyond. And like you have like backing vocals being like to infinity and beyond or something like that. Like during the song, look this up online. It's on YouTube. Look up William Shatner, Buzz Lightyear. It's probably one of the first results you'll find on YouTube. It is the funniest goddamn thing in the world. And they put it at the end during the end credits. They even advertise it. They said, they say on the back of this VHS tape, End title song, To Infinity and Beyond, performed by... Oh, my God. Oh. (laughs) What? They don't say sung by. They say performed by William Shatner and the Star Command Chorus. (laughs) So (laughs) that is... That is some slight sleight of hand wordplay right there. They're just like, oh, it's performed by William Shatner. It's like, no, you're supposed to say sung by William Shatner, but because he doesn't sing it, technically, they have to specify it was performed by William Shatner. It's like, <laughs> so st- <laughs> fucking dumb. Oh, dude. And you know what? I need to keep this VHS tape. I'm just going to say it out right there. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like, it's it's a really like obviously it's a VHS tape. It's not the highest quality. I doubt Disney's going to put this on a Blu-ray. I don't think they will. If they do, they're probably only going to do it through that Disney Movie Club, which I don't have. Um but like I, you know what I'm curious about. Does anyone out there really use it? I got to know. Uh William does. He's been trying to coerce me to like become a member. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, but like but like they're not going to put it on Blu-ray probably ever. I mean, they're barely, they haven't even put it on Disney plus. They don't care about this movie anymore. Disney doesn't. And like, okay, I guess I kind of get it. Like it's from 20 years ago. Like they've kind of moved on from that and fine. But like, I don't know. Like I love this movie. Like it's a huge part of my childhood. It's something that I've rediscovered as an adult and still gotten a lot of enjoyment out of. I, I'm glad we rewatched it because, because you know, I rewatched it before Lightyear, so I was thinking like, oh, this is really good. But then it's like, okay, but now I need to rewatch it again, having Lightyear in mind, and it still holds up. Like, you know, I'm not just making it up. I'm not just being like, you know, I'm not like hyping this up because, you know, to shit on Lightyear. I'm hyping it up because I genuinely care about this film. Like, whether or not like other people are going to get the same experience out of it of it as me whether they're going to get the same experience like it doesn't matter i'm just telling you my experience same with interstellar like you know whether or not you agree with me i'm just saying what i believe and i believe this is a good film like is it the greatest film i've talked about on the podcast no but it is an important film nonetheless and i want people to experience it because you know, people are going to grow up, especially in this generation, the people who were not around 20 years ago when this came out, they're going to think, oh, Buzz Lightyear movie? You mean that terrible movie from 2022? No, I'm talking about the good one. There is a good Buzz Lightyear movie in existence. I swear to God. And it's this. So, please, people, seek it out any way you can. And me, I need it on a disc. I, I've been trying to find this on DVD for years. Um... It's 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 a miracle I even found it on VHS at Bullmoose when I found it. And it's an even bigger miracle that it actually works. Like, that's something that I need to establish. Just because I've, like, you, I mean, listeners remember months ago when I did that Dune episode and I tried watching Dune on VHS and it looked like garbage. Like, I got really 
scared for a second there because I had the Buzz Lightyear VHS tape at the time, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Does that mean it doesn't work? And I put it on. Lo and behold, it works. So thank God for that. Right, just, just find the DVD on eBay. It's not that, it's not yeah, that expensive. I'm, I'm sure I'll find it. Yeah, I'm sure. So, But I think that's that's a shame that that's going to be the highest quality we'll ever get of it is on DVD. But, like, you know, if that's the way it's got to be, that's the way it's got to be. It's better than nothing. All I know... All I know is that I'm keeping the VHS tape. It's too much of a time capsule for me. And I don't know, just hearing William Shatner go to infinity and beyond, like in VHS quality, is it's so good. It's I, so good. Probably wasn't the be- I don't know. I probably wasn't the best, you know, decision to get William Shatner for a Buzz Lightyear song. <laughs> no. Like, I'm glad on. they did that. Someone. I mean, I'm true, glad but they like, did that. it was just so goofy being like, oh, come on, you could have thought something better, but whatever. Yeah. No, I'm glad they did. I'm so glad they did. It's so terrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, but like, imagine like kids just watching this and being like, "What the fuck is this song?" <laughs> That's true. This this would probably be their inter- introduction to William Shatner. Yeah, would be this song because <laughs> yeah, much. I don't I don't know of any like kids around that time that probably would have been huge Star Trek fans. I mean, they probably would have been, but you know. maybe yeah. I mean, just think. There are people out there whose first experience to William Shatner was American Psycho 2. <laughs> like, oh, no. So, don't remind I, me that movie exists. Oh, it's so terrible. <laughs> I, ref- I, I, dude, I forgot about it until you said it. I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> well, let me remind you of a better movie. Uh, Buzz Lightyear Star Command. The adventure <laughs> begins. <laughs> so, Mordo, tell me. Uh... You don't own Buzz Lightyear Star Command, do you? Uh, no. I, I don't know. I might, I don't know. Like I said, I might buy the DVD just, just to be mm-hmm. curious when I can. But uh, yeah, no. I, unlike Interstellar, this probably wasn't hard to like find like on a pirating site because you know, mm-hmm. I don't. It's I, I didn't realize so now. Like it's not on Disney Plus, which I thought it already yeah. would be, which kind of throws me off. But then again. We we don't have House of Mouse, so we can't have everything, you know, can we? No, that's true. Yeah, no, man, they, man, they are severely lacking. If they they don't are have sleeping Lightyear on those shows. What are they doing? Uh, they just, I don't understand it, man. I really don't. The more I think about it, the more James is right about Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> He's so correct. Yes, so true. true. Spitting facts, true? but yeah. um. No, yeah, like, I, I was trying to find it, like, on, on a pirating site. Like, I was going on, well, I thought I had luck with, you know, with uh, this one site. It was called Watch Cartoons Online. And, mm. uh, you know, it's 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 a pirating site. And I don't get bombarded with a shit ton of ads over my face with pop-ups, which is good. But the problem is, like, yeah, I probably had access to the TV cut. But when I wanted to find, like, the, the movie cut, uh, yeah, they, they started having, like, this premium... Um, subscription thing they're doing now which throws me off a bit like this is a really mm. I, this is a really good party inside that i've used for a long while and then being like oh we've blocked movies you have to like use it use like get like a premium subscription to like watch movies and be like are you fucking never, kidding me ugh. i ain't doing that never buy into pre yeah never buy into premium subscriptions of websites like that that is such a scam like you 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 will lose all the money <laughs> no, yeah, no. So that's why I just I, I just try to find a different pirating site that doesn't get pop ups, which I did thankfully, Good. and I was able Good. to watch the movie cut with Tim Allen's voice. And after that, Good. I'm just like, all right, let's see how the TV cut compares with Patrick Wilburn. And I'm just like, and I just hear him just sounding completely off. 
as buzz yeah. i'm just like i i can't i i cannot sit through this movie i i can't i give up <laughs> yeah well it's a good thing we eventually watched it and that the, well as, as long as the tim allen cut is a lot more accessible then that's good that's all we can ask for yeah I don't know. Maybe I'll watch the TV show, see if he does a better job in there. But it's just, I don't know. He, he yeah, was I guess not it would be interesting to see the. It would be interesting to see the TV show in its entirety. It's just, again, it's not on Disney Plus, so it's not of easy access to gain. So that's going to be a bit difficult. But... Yar har fiddly deep. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that might be the only option. So yeah, I do like the little like oh, text Disney. box area it has in the corner, being like. Oh hey, oh, it's yeah. this place. But you already knew that. Yeah. You already knew I like that. How yeah, like, that was funny. I like how it's like self-aware sometimes. Yeah, that was funny. I I like that. That was funny. Yeah. Good visual gag. So, so yeah, everybody go watch Buzz Lightyear Star Command. I don't know where you. I don't know where you'll find it. I don't care. I don't care where you'll find it. Find it and watch it. Like please, please. I'm begging you, please. So yeah, Mordo, is there anything else you have to say before we wrap up our first episode of 2024? Um, I'd like to apologize for being a little harsh on you about Interstellar earlier. I hope this doesn't affect our <laughs> friendship. Ah, oh, you piece of shit. You're never coming back. <laughs> Kill yourself! no of course not hey we still have the prestige episode with uncultured swine i'm very much looking forward to that whenever and we that's get good because i already own it so i'm prepared whenever i'm prepared as well i'm prepared as well yeah hell yeah well well we'll get that's for a different episode for a different time mordo let's wrap up this one so please shout out your stuff mordo where can people find you i'm right here <laughs> yeah there you go okay right cool <laughs> no uh yeah uh you all you know well um just the usual like twitter stuff like that you know i have well, my my main account and yeah i have my personal account oh but i also use it as like a sketch account sometimes mm -hmm. just just if, if you just see me like venting uh, just just be be warned but I, I swear it's not it's nothing just like me just being out of spite. I try not to be, but you know, sometimes I'm just, I'm just a very moody person, but I'll I'll post like sketch art there from time to time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. yes, but yeah, so there's there's that. You know, I, I have a I have a blue sky, you know. I, I hear that's getting more open to the public now, which is good. The it's just, you know, a, a Twitter backup. Uh, you know, I guess Tumblr's there, but I mean, I don't know. I don't really use it. What's the point? I, I guess I have an Instagram. I also don't use... I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying this stuff. You don't really have to link this. Just link my Twitters if you have to. And of course, you know, my letterbox. Definitely yeah, you my letterbox. Use the le you, you use letterbox far more often, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. But like, yeah, you know, YouTube, yeah. Twitter, letterbox. That's just the main stuff you'll mostly find me on. I'll just have those sure. other sites if I... Like, you know, just, just in case. But yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well... Mordo, thank you for finally coming on and talking about Interstellar, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. I would have liked to have had this episode go out the first day of the 2024, but uh, we had to push this back. It's fine. It's still yeah, the first I... episode of 2024. Yeah, no, like, when you were first telling me about it, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I wasn't prepared. I've been at my family's place, and I haven't really had, like, I guess kind of just been on edge because, you know, eh, my life's just kind of dysfunctional. 
Hey, that's okay. Because you know what? We talked about Buzz Lightyear Star Command. That's important. That's the important part. I finally got to do it. I love Yippee. this movie. <laughs> uh, so, well, thank you so much. And thank you, the listener, for listening to today's episode. If you want to support the show, uh, you know, give a like, give a comment, do all that. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. That's fine, too. Doesn't matter. Wait, we're yeah, on Apple thanks now? For- We've been on Apple Podcasts since I first started putting us on Spotify. Yes. Oh, I don't shit. remember when that was. I, I thought <laughs> it was just only Spotify. You know, it's funny. No. Um, I yeah. will say, you, you kind of, uh, I think your podcast showed up for my Spotify rep. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it was probably like, well, actually, the only podcast I, I listen to sometimes. So like, yeah, well, actually, I, I have been told, I remember some people coming up to me uh, being like, hey, you're your podcast was on my rap it's like oh that's cool and then i looked at because on the spotify for podcasters app it's just like see the 2023 wrapped at where you ranked among like different peoples like apparently i had like 40 fans 15 fans like blah, blah, blah. it's like oh i don't know what any of this means you can't just tell me numbers like but it's it's nice when people actually say like hey i listened to the podcast it was very good it's like great more of that please like none of <laughs> Yeah, Please. thanks for being my top <laughs> podcast of 2023. Yeah, that that's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and we'll see you all next time when we don't talk about Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Like, and we uh, don't, th- there's good... you know, choke each other over a film opinion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, just to make sure no one was harmed. That was a joke. No one was harmed. We're all okay. It's all safe. You know, I, I this this wasn't as heated as I thought it would be. No, I think I. Th- you know what? Because we understand each other. Yeah. We're we're like Buzz Lightyear and Warp Dark Matter. Wait a minute. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah, I never have to say. Yeah. It's, it's, oh great, this movie is a, a cliche. I don't need a partner movie sort of shtick, bruh. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. I swear. No, no, no I agree. It's good. It's good. I was just joshing me like, oh, it's a cliche partner film. Yeah, exactly. All right, goodbye, everybody. All right, bye-bye. Go eat pizza now.